Hey everyone, this is Chris from The Only Podcast That Matters and TheOnlyPodcast.com. Just want to tell you about another show I'm doing, Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment. Every other Monday over at MyOwn.com, ChrisAbalo.com. It's coming soon to your favorite podcasting apps and resources. So head over to the website to find out when all of that becomes available. ChrisAbalo.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-B-A-L-L-O. And now, on to the big show. Hello, everybody. This is Fats. This is Chris. This is Andrew. And this is Metal Jimmy, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Now to get down to business, let's talk about Dream Theater, boys. No. 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 no, no. Yay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> let's do it, Jimmy. <laughs> Pour it all out. No. Pour it all John out. John Petrucci. Do it in theater version. <laughs> no more Dream Theater. Come Bring on. back Mike Portnoy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show. That isn't actually going to be about Dream Theater too much, unless Jimmy wants to be the subject Fine. of ridicule. <laughs> no, we won't talk about him. Welcome to the new listeners. I have to say, we uh, always kind of welcome people back, but we've gained a lot of new listeners, especially in the last couple of months. So, welcome to all the new listeners. We hope you're enjoying the show. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe if you don't already. Give us five stars. Write a review. You can comment on the website on theonlypodcast.com as well. Show us a little love. We love doing the show, and as long as you're enjoying it, we're going to keep doing it. Give us some feedback, please. Exactly. And five stars. Anyway, <laughs> so since we did the last uh, music cast, the seventh installment of the continuing music cast series, we didn't touch on everything we wanted to the last time we did. So we the four of us got do. together. Again. We had to cut off we a conversation. We never do just when it comes to music. Well, it's, it's uh, ongoing. It is. Well, yeah, that's why there have been, this is now the eighth one. This is the first show to have eight. Install, this like, should be like a spin-off, of them. to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's dude, getting I there. Could, uh, originally, I, we've talked about this before, but originally it was going to be a music show that it's Andrew... It's going to be the three of us. One, it was going to be Andrew, Ryan, myself, and Dan were going to do a, a music show. We wanted to do a weekly show, but Dan wasn't really into it at the time. Yeah. But then we were like, well, let's just kind of make it about whatever then. As uh, much as it could be, I, I could do a weekly music show, no problem. Our format right now is fine. I mean, it's it's good to switch it up. Nobody wants to listen to talk yeah, about music Yeah, I, I like rotating. But... There are tons of entertainment centric podcasts already exactly, so yeah. I, like, I, I like that we kind of do diversify week and i've week. listened to a couple of them and some of them get a little tired because they because bring up the same themes talk. in every single show yeah. all right anyway so to to carry on with some of the things we didn't talk about last time uh let's talk about some of the fan funding crowdsourcing areas uh, which have come to pass with music go go and go and pledge music now back over the summer around episode i believe it was episode 93 uh, Independence cast. I talked about Ginger Wildheart's first pledge campaign. Was it five five five? Which is huge. Yeah, five 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 is and ended up being the name of the well five hundred fifty five percent technically, and yeah. then the commercially released version was a hundred percent, which it didn't come out on CD in the U.S. But you can buy it digitally through Amazon and iTunes. I will plug it because I did support the album and the 
12 songs that are on the commercial version are all awesome. See, so. I, I love this new technology I like do that, too, that they're man. going online I, they're going to the fans for funding for the for the albums it's and we've, think, we've all pledged them too I've, yeah because uh, actually um jimmy i know you mentioned to chris about purchase the hero doing it on indiegogo they tripled it they tripled oh, what yeah, they were, they, what they, they, were aiming they for. beat it in what 48 hours or less easily 48 hours um, I, I had posted within the first 48 did and, you yeah yeah i posted 50 bucks i'm getting a an exclusive t-shirt that's only going to be released to the people mm-hmm. who pledged uh, the CD, and now that now they added in some guitar picks, so I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, so that you want to add on, that's fine for me. I've, uh, <laughs> I pledged when there was only 16 days left. I'm getting the signed vinyl. Oh, very oh. nice. That's going and, on the wall. Yeah, definitely going on the wall. And um, I don't know if they added anything else to mine. When if you were, you were early, so now since I was later, I had to actually add five dollars for shipping because they've gone over. They they started out with like so many shirts, and now they've added on like a thousand more because they didn't realize so uh, many people yeah. were going to be pledging. Yes. Um, what I really liked is that the the top pledger, like if the the most money you could pledge was like a three thousand dollars, I think it was, it was, was 5, it five, yeah. And they they throw a pizza party at your house. No, 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 that wasn't even that was like the twelve hundred dollar one. They they throw no, the pizza no, no. party. Was it? What was the? Yeah, the five thousand no, dollar one yeah, was five thousand dollars. A little extreme for a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> that well, one, that one was twelve fifty, I believe, for the pizza party, and it was either at their house or if you're nowhere near there, you, they'll yes. come. They'll come in and like have a party yeah, while they're on tour. Reasonable. That's, yeah. <laughs> what was the five thousand? You remember? the five thousand was? Um, I think they write a song and put it on the album with your name in it. Oh wow. no, you're That's playing an instrument. Money. You oh, can yeah. play on the yeah, album. No, you're I think. I think, and I think if you're not like a musician, I think they would write you into the song. Yeah, somehow you okay. do a chorus or something cool. like I think, that. I think Ben Folds did a similar one when Ben Folds 5 did their album, actually through Pledge Music as well, Yeah, where they had a package where he'd write your name into a song somewhere. That's amazing. Which is, it's pretty awesome, especially I, I, if I'm you're lucky to, to fund it. I'm lucky if we're in the liner notes, you know? We yeah. are. No, that's, we are. Oh, yeah, we are? You guys are. are. Hell yeah, I'm going to be in this album. album. <laughs> anything, like anything over, I think, the, um, the CD pledge. What, what was that? Fifteen, twenty dollars. It was like twenty bucks. Yeah, like anything over that, you're in the liner notes. Yeah, I, I wanted this album to happen so bad because their their last two have been dynamite. Fortress and uh, I can't remember the name of the last one. It was Scurrilous or something like that. Scurrilous. Scurrilous. Fucking yeah. fantastic music. Fortress. I, I play. I have Fortress on replay. <laughs> yeah, time. I can't. I can't. Like, that word's fantastic. Scurrilous. <laughs> I S C U R R I L L I U O U S or something like that. Scurrilous. <laughs> Shout that out when the band comes out. Yes, we're gonna play something on Scurrilous. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and their and their video for the actual pledge was hilarious too. Oh yeah, the fact that they pretty much just proclaimed they're done with their record. Uh, not with the record. Not done with the record company. But they fulfilled their their obligation contract. Yeah. So yeah. they put their three albums out. They're done. So now it's completely up to us. What I find is that, and it's not just with Protest the Hero. I think it's with all bands. It can get like I wouldn't fan fund everything, maybe two, maybe three albums, but I wouldn't keep going back to that if I was in a band because it's, I think it would get tiresome. I, I think it makes sense to a certain degree because a lot of bands, mostly older bands, like off the top of my head, like I say, Cheap Trick and Journey, started putting out albums and created their own labels once they were done with their major label contracts. Right. I feel like this is more direct. Than actually having to set up a label because there's, I feel like there's just so, so much more involved. I would think with having to start you a label, you know your audience kind of thing. Yeah, I, I really think, and at the same time, people can speak up and see what it is they want to actually 
see happen in the future and with the current album. Like, for instance, the last Ginger Wildheart Pledge Music Project, which Dan, Andrew, and I all pledged toward, the hey, involved Hello and Mutation. Hey, Hello and Mutation, yeah, which is three CDs again, which is so funny because there's uh, to get on a little bit of a rant for a second. I thought it was funny that a lot of especially within like the let's say the commercial music press made such a big deal cuz Green Day put out 3 CDs within a couple months. They were <laughs> awful by the way. Yeah, the, I I wasn't into them at all. I only heard the singles but I was like, no, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> it's like a ghost. Well, what the, <laughs> well if they're not going <laughs> to write a rock opera anymore, what the hell are they going to write songs about? Like, <laughs> we're in our 40s, are they going to write about their kids cuz they're in their 40s and all that? <laughs> write about rehab now. That's going right. to be the next album. But it was such a big deal, three albums at once. Meanwhile, last year, Ginger Wildheart put out a triple album, and this year he's putting out three discs worth of music as well. Well, the, kid, so the guy is kind of really funny. creative. He's, he's super He's got to have an outlet, man. He's If he wants yeah. to put out three albums, fuck it. All right. Let's see, with, with this campaign, because Mutation was a... I don't even know how the hell to, to describe it. I don't know if you would call it metal or what, <laughs> because I've heard it. Yeah, we, we got the <laughs> downloads for it, because if you pl- the minimum pledge was 10 pounds, because he's obviously a British-based artist uh, 10 pounds which ends up being 16 dollars you get all the updates and you get the digital downloads and then from there it goes up to you can buy cds of mutation and hey hello you can pledge them separately they had the ultimate package which i did for hey hello and then just ordered the double cd for mutation so actually my name is going to be in the liner notes for yeah hey hello which is pretty awesome. cool and i got a vinyl and a signed cd and all that good stuff gonna instagram that shit <laughs> or not <laughs> or I'll remember it <laughs> that's right if I'm eating off the vinyl then I can upload it because it needs <laughs> no, to have I a picture food needs to be involved food on the vinyl <laughs> well that's the only reason people put stuff on Instagram look what I'm eating nobody gives a fuck it wasn't pristine yeah now it's not <laughs> but he received such a positive response once the Hey Hello album went up for digital download that people like fans because it's more akin to the let's say the pop rock of the wild hearts mm-hmm. except it's, it's lighter it's definitely more let's say bubblegum, for lack of a better term and uh, a lot of people want to see this tour and all that so they actually sent out an email asking the pledgers w- if they put out they were originally just going to put out uh, three singles out of the ten tracks they did for the album but now they think about putting out the album in full at like commercially releasing it and then doing a single for the pleasure pledgers with the song Black Valentine. Now, wait, um, I'm but putting, confused. Well, That's... they were going to put out a single like as a bonus for Pledgers, since they were only going to make the full 10-track CD available to Pledgers. Yeah. Now they're thinking, because it got such a positive response, they want to put the whole 10-track CD out, make it commercially available for everybody. Okay. But Pledgers will get an exclusive CD single with the song Black Valentine and then two exclusive cover songs. Oh, Which okay. I thought was pretty cool. Which, I, I mean, I'm all for it anyway, in as much as get the music out there, get people to hear it, Especially with the response he got from the last pledge campaign he did in the subsequent album, and that stores were selling out of and all that, and that digitally did very well. Yeah, I mean, it tra- it, the fact that it was like number twenty six or something like that for a fan funded album to go top forty—that's amazing—is awesome. Wow, that's why I'm all for this format. But because they listen to the fans as far as their response, now this album's going to come out and everyone's going to be able to get it, which I think is great. As much as I like the exclusivity of it, having participated in it, I- I'm still all you for more people hearing music. it. Yeah, I really like this as a model and seeing somebody like Ben Folds, who I believe licensed the finished product to Sony, because you can buy it at like Target and Best Buy and all sorts of other places. I don't know what exclusives he had in his pledge, yeah. but he had one going uh, in 2012 as well. I think I like the, the direct link from the fans to the to the band. I do like, too. There's, there's, no, there's nothing in there. There's no producers or anything like that. You're going well, there right are producers, the, but there's no record. But, yeah, there's, but no, there, there's it, no one you're answering to except it, the fans. It's, which it's, ultimately, their own, it's their own appointed producer. Yes. Like yes. That, yeah. that who's going to have like 
an intimate relationship with this band. Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 going to be hands on. It's not just like an album. You know, it's just not like um. A company who's just like, all right, well, we got to send them. We out don't there. hear a no. single. We need something that's got to go to proper. It's not somebody trying to uh, replicate Nickelback, right? And, and make the bands on their <laughs> right. label. The, the rules do are... like Nickelback. Well, we need a song to send to pop radio, and we need a song to send to rock radio. So yeah, you're no, gonna have that. to do that. Yeah, I, I do like this approach. I mean, as I said, comparing it to starting your own label and doing things that way, I feel like this is an easier way to do it. A better way to get feedback. From the people, the fans who are involved, because ultimately they're the ones who you want to please. As yeah. much as I'm sure they're writing music for themselves, but they know what the audience expects. Not right? Like Protest Hero is going to do a free jazz album or no, something like well, that. I wouldn't. I, mean, I wouldn't mind that. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but, but they know what people are looking for. <laughs> it's funny because actually there was um, one of the there was a couple of the pledge um, like they were they were talking about what you get for the pledge camp uh, contributions. Somebody and he writes a piano song for you. There was two of them that that just uh, that were out there, and then now it has a stamp over it saying bad idea one, <laughs> one of them was you get to choose uh them to cover a song in any style that you yes, want yes and somebody wanted this great uh, opus that was like two hours long they wanted that to be covered and, and he, they're like you know what we're not doing this sorry wow <laughs> you know? are you yeah, kidding I me see, you know? i can see how that would they're backfire taking, they're taking advantage of, i mean they were like, joking they, the one guy i can't remember the singer's name he was singing uh never gonna give you up <laughs> in his oh, own God. voice rick rolled <laughs> yeah he they should have set rick standards rolled. Well, you know what? See, yeah. that would work for, forgive me for playing devil's advocate on this, but that would work for a band like Dream Theater, who is very proficient and who has done a huge array of covers. If right. they did something like that, it would make total sense. They, they could do a song with movement. Cause That's all fine. The, yeah, because <laughs> well, with all the, the random kind of covers that they do and have done, they've really run the gamut of, of different types of rock music. So I can see that. A yeah. band like that. Protest they, the Hero seems a little bit more outside that, like, we'll cover a song. Any, I'm not saying they're not capable of it. I'm just saying they're... They have kind of their style already, at least from what I've heard. You, you got to think though that the guys from Dream Theater went to like pristine schools. Like they went, they went to ones that were they just dropped high, out of Berkeley. High. Well, yeah, the Berkeley dropped dropout, out. Of the it. dropouts do better than the people who graduate. <laughs> Dream they didn't Theater. drop out of community college. John Mayer. <laughs> Everybody who drops out of Berkeley does very, very well. Yeah, they're, they're like, you know what? Fuck this school. I don't need it anymore. I've gotten what I needed. Pretty you know? much. I found my bandmates. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You, you've already found your bandmates. What? What more do you need? You don't need that degree. You're not going to make more money with. Like, well, with the degree, like, guys, yeah. look, I got my master's. You have to pay more money for my album now. <laughs> like, it's not. It doesn't work that way. I could see some uptight asshole doing. I'm that sure shit. there. I'm sure there are people who do that. Like. Ingve or something like that. No, <laughs> he would expect people to do it anyway. Ice has perfect pitch or whatever. He's speaking his broken the- fucking English. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I, I like the the fan funding, crowdsourcing, whatever you want to call. It. I say fan funding more so for this, but even like someone like David Fincher who recently did the House of Cards series, which is on Netflix. The the show. What a weird idea! And uh, post it all at once. But that's for for binge watchers. That's a good idea. That's one of the perks of technology right now. Because I mean, I binge watch ever since. DVD came out. I'm pretty sure that's that's what a lot of people do. And are doing I do that, now. yeah, with Netflix. Like I do that. I'll watch four episodes of Mad Men in I'm, one night. I'm doing it with Breaking it. Bad right now. Exactly. <laughs> you do. I mean, it's for convenience. It, it's for that kind of audience, and it just makes sense to put it all up at once. If you want to watch it all one shot, fine. If you watch it one a week and you want to spread it out, that's I think cool the big too. thing is not everybody's home to watch. You know, primetime television. Yeah, so they got to catch it later. People anyway, no, people no longer want to watch on somebody else's schedule. They watch it on theirs, which I'm all for. But, like, Good. Fincher did a, a Kickstarter campaign, or I don't know if it's still going or not, for um, The Goon, for doing a movie based on the graphic novel The Goon, Oh, okay. which I thought was, was interesting, because a lot of people have been pushing for it to happen. So, for a big director who, I mean, he's done big movies. He did The Social Network, everybody knows Fight Club, of course, all that stuff. So, for an A-list director like David Fincher to be kind of looking towards fan funding as a way, I mean, Tom Jane did it as well with a video game. 
he was a part of. And as of this recording, I, I don't know the details, but I know that Kevin Smith had mentioned for Clerks 3 they want to do a fan funding like Kickstarter thing where you can buy parts in the movie and stuff like that, which I think is cool. Yeah, that'd this be whole, awesome. This whole fan funding fun. thing has become very, very much very, a way people are doing things kind of on their own terms. It's very intimate. Like, you get to be part of that. Yeah, I like process. being part of the process. Yeah. I think it's really, really cool. That's definitely amazing. And that's why, it, I mean, obviously, the only, I just forgot. <laughs> the only it. problem is that I feel like I'm going to be paying a lot of money for these albums. So my, my the money that I'm spending for this music, it's going to be a little bit less, you know, spread out. Like, it's going to be just, like, few bands. Like, if Dream Theater ever did it, yeah, they're getting, like, 50 bucks from me But again. not every <laughs> band you listen to. No, exactly. That, well, there's yeah. going to be a lot of little bands where I'm like, you know, i got to pass this. I already paid 50 bucks for an album. So, <laughs> you, right? know, yeah. you know, it's getting to be a bit much. And uh, the thing is, like, I know that, the, uh, I know that uh, there's certain bands that I probably won't have to contribute to. But, you're, you know, you're going to want that extra gear that they're going to give out, like whether it's an exclusive T-shirt, even if it's just like, you know, a pencil with their name on it. Like, like, <laughs> people are like, going like, like, to yeah. go for it. Or like guitar picks or something like that. People will definitely be excited by it. If the, if the word exclusive is in there, I'm like, yes, I, <laughs> I need that. Yeah. I need it. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but. Special features. I hope the bands are listening to this. We will pay the money. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think it's a great idea. I well, love that it's something that is... The point that I wanted going. to get to is that it, this is only going to work for bands that are already ex- successful. Like, it's not going to work for, for startup upstarts. bands. Yeah, no way. Exactly. Nobody's going to know. Although there are, like, places where you can, like, listen to samples of the bands. Like SoundCloud? Yeah. Sa- like, SoundCloud would be a good example where you can listen to a little bit of it and you're like, all right, you know what? I do like their sound. I'd like to see what they can offer. But, of course, your con- contribution is only going to be, like, five bucks or something. Something like that. There's it's not going to be a I huge, substantial sure. amount. Like, there's the the YouTube rapper uh, George Watsky. I'm not sure what he's on. He may be on SoundCloud or the uh, I don't know what the other one is because there's, there's a bunch of them out there that have the similar format. And he's got four or five albums out, and he's like what um, Radiohead did, where it's like, yeah, just give me whatever you think you want to give me for these albums. Some people do that on Bandcamp. Bank it. That might be where he where his album. Where you can you can do sure. a name your own price, or you need to set a minimum. You can yeah. you can do more. It could start at like five bucks, or you can he had well pay at least with that. him he has no minimum. It's like whatever you want to give me, you can take this for free right now. But if you want to give me money, that's great. Yeah, Trent Reznor did that too. He did. He did. Yeah. That 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 a lot of bands awesome. are doing that too. But but like I'm saying, it has to. These are bands that are already successful. These are bands that everybody knows that. You know they're going to put yeah, out some good good material, and they don't need a record label. They don't need to get their name out there, That's, right? Because they already have they have an audience already. They have a fan base, so it's easy. I mean, uh, actually, it's one of the things uh, Ginger wrote a song about on the Hey Hello album. It's called How I Survived the Punk Wars. And it's almost like a song that's an instruction manual. That's like a legit thing, though. Like he, you got to make you got to make yourself different from all the other bands that are like geared, oh yeah that are like. They like people are saying, "Oh, it sounds like Ginger and the Wild Hearts." Like, no, it doesn't. It's punk. That's like <laughs> that's the closest thing that you got to it. That's it. You know, it's a, you know. I mean, bands still have to have to work hard if they're starting out. They still need to build some kind of audience. I mean, you can make your presence known on the internet, and that's been done in the past with MySpace, which we'll see. Obviously, what happens with fucking real Bieber. That. Uh, I don't even think so much him. I'm talking <laughs> like people like Sean Kingston and and got people like that who really made a splash okay, because yeah, of, of MySpace. Soldier Boy, yes, similar. And like you guys, like you guys mentioned in an earlier podcast about MySpace having, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of bands are going to be were geared through that. Like there's, there's been a lot of bands that have come through MySpace, and that's where a lot of people are still promoting their bands. Oh yeah, you can you can start there, but you obviously still need to play shows and do all that. I mean, it's 
for for startup bands, it's still a matter of putting the work, of course. Right, but, but, but I, I still like that this would be a direction where things are going. I'm surprised. Not necessarily for every single album. Surprised it's still on MySpace. Bands are still doing it through MySpace. Well, now they're they're relaunching it. To but even be like a hub for music, though. Yeah, even though like before that, it, it just surprised me. You know, with all the new technology, and, you know. Well, circa like 2005, like that's how I got on MySpace in the first place right. was because Squirt Gun had uploaded some songs up there, right. and I thought, oh, cool, I can listen. But then I was like, oh, I have to sign up. Okay, so I signed up for a MySpace account, yeah. so I want to listen to a few Squirt Gun songs. But it, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think you know, you just found it surprising. Yeah, it just it's just surprising. Yeah, no, no, it's that, probably that, a, yeah. you know. Uh, Circa 2005, it was practical a to go to a experience. site to stream. Yeah, I mean, but that was before Spotify and Pandora and all right. those other services. So if you want to check out a band, then he, I think they had like three or four songs maybe that you could upload. Right. And a lot of bands would rotate the songs. Like well, Rhapsody was always out. That's true. There was, which I, I no longer use. I just found it more and more annoying. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> want to charge you more and more. They do, yeah, which I'm like, it's it's okay, and the 25 free plays a month was pretty cool, and I did find some cool stuff yeah. on there, but I just I don't think overall it's as competitive as some of these other I, lo- I love some. Of, I love some of these commercials that are out there talking about these places where you could download music. You could make a playlist of 3,000 songs, but you don't actually own any of the songs. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just you're renting our music. Who the fuck... Like, why would you need that's to do Rhapsody that? That's Rhapsody commercial. With, was it Rhapsody? That's a Rhapsody commercial. It? It's like, like I, have a, I have a playlist of 2,000 songs. That dumbass guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> like he, and, and, I'm, and I'm just, like, looking at him like, yeah, but you don't own anything. But I think you can do that on Spotify, too. I'm pretty sure that you can make you a playlist on Spotify, which is just streaming, which I guess is okay. Or Pandora, or... Who does who does who wants that? Like Last who's, FM. That, who's that? Who's yeah, that aimed at? I have, no, I have idea. no idea. When it's so easy People to just who love singles, I guess. But you can just click and I, buy a song for ninety nine cents. I guess that could be. Why yeah. would you want to log onto a website every time you want to hear a song? You just own it and put it on your iPod with a click of a button. Yeah, that's the fun thing about iTunes, which actually kind of brings me over to something else I wanted to mention because I find it interesting how this cycle has come around. Like back in the fifties, and I'd say even into the sixties, like whether it was early rock and roll or Motown acts, how it was about singles back in the day. It wasn't yeah. albums, and you had, like, if you watched Walk the Line seven inch or a movie like La Bamba, where they had these package tours where a groups of bands would tour together, and they'd each play, like, three, four songs. Yeah, yeah, they played their single and a few other songs, and that was it. And now we're kind of back to it's all about the single again, because, frankly, I think that's the reason boy bands have come back because you have yeah. someone like One Direction, you know, band like them, who they can put out a couple <laughs> of singles. I don't know if anybody, well, and, and musical act. <laughs> they are a boy band, but I think that's kind of given way to groups like that yes. where they have a single and the single takes off, like Live While We're Young or uh, what was the other one they had? Beautiful or You Were Beautiful or whatever it was called on, off their first album. I feel like the singles are selling now, which is more important than the album selling. And I, I yeah. definitely think people are gravitating more towards having strong I, singles than albums, which I'm okay with, but see, I'm kind of sad to see the, the concept of the album go more by the way. I've admitted that I like the, the iTunes model or any of the, the digital media model where it's like you can buy sing individual songs off different albums, but I hate when I go on there and I, I find a band that I really like, whatever band it may be, and I see the one radio single single full five stars oh I love this song I love none of the other songs on the album are fucking good yeah Uh, that's what I mean it's almost like they make filler songs I I miss that where there's a concept of making an album like a band 
as much as none of you guys are fans of them, but a band like Def Leppard, when they made the Hysteria album, they wanted to make a classic album, which yeah. has ended up being a classic album. And I feel like nobody strives to make a strong album anymore. People just want that single that's going to get two million downloads, and I don't know that's, if that's it. I don't know if that's necessarily true. There's definitely bands who want they just want a dynamite album. They want it all the way around, and. I found a couple albums that I could listen to fully through, but there's uh, yeah, you're saying for pop music for, 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 for the popular, uh, yeah, for, for, the po- for very commercial, popular bands? yeah, commercial music. I'm sorry, I obviously know I, there are bands who like making that's albums. a gray area. I'd be hard it's, pressed. It's, I'd be hard pressed to find a full album that I still like that I that I liked at the time. Even no, I don't. I don't think I have any off the top of my head. Yeah, it's. I really feel like that's something that's become less of a priority, and I'm sure a lot of bands who are starting out now are kind of thinking the same thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just kind of sad to see the, the thought of having a strong 10-song collection come out every two years or so, whereas instead bands are putting out a lot of singles, which if, if the songs are good, that's really all that matters. Even if, the, if a band has three singles before they put out an album, they just release a single every couple of months to get some traction. Yeah. Then uh, I, I do kind of get that, but it's kind of sad that I, I don't know if anybody goes in with the idea if we want to make an album that's going to be just a really strong collection of songs rather than we're going to make some great singles and go from there. The idea that Chris was saying, like, maybe put out a bunch of little singles between albums. I think Weird Al was doing that before he put out... uh, Alpocalypse. Well, well, yeah, between Alpocalypse, or um, between uh, Straight Outta Linwood and Alpocalypse, I think he released, like, four singles just so that people... Oh, yeah, you know... He's still relevant the whole year. Like, he talked about that back when... Uh, behind the music was on. Oh yeah, he's the funny guy that makes fun of people. And every two, four years, oh yeah, Weird Al's is back. Now it's every couple months he was putting out a single. It's like, oh okay, fine. Weird Al's still relevant, or he's putting out a video. Well, for what he does, it it works because it's he's good to make a parody. Well, yeah, while the song is current, it's better for him to put out a parody of it that, rather yes. than wait until a complete album is done. Right. Otherwise, like, it won't be as relevant. Like right, exactly. Like if you wait two, three years in between an album. If he were to go back now and do a parody of, I'm trying to think, of, let's say Born This Way, which came out about two years ago, it wouldn't have as much meaning now. If he was putting out an album now and performed this way it was on it, yeah. it would be more relevant, obviously, while that tune is, is in the charts and being played everywhere. Then there's this parody to kind of run parallel to it. So for what he does, I think that makes sense. If you're going to do something like a parody, that totally makes sense. And it keeps some attention on you. And like I said, if bands end up doing that, as a way of getting songs on the radio and getting traction, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, if in the end, like a band like Bouncing Souls did, where I think over the course of a year, I forgot what year it was, 2008 maybe, they did, I think the first of the month, they put out a single every month for a year, and yeah. then that became a 12-song album. Yeah. I think that's cool. That's pretty, you get that it, is like, pretty Christmas cool. Christmas or something? What's that? Would you get it, like Christmas? No, no, no. They just released a single, and then after all the digital singles were out, they put out a CD of it. Huh. It wasn't like a fan-funded thing or anything like that. But I thought that was a good idea in that we have 12 songs. We're going to put out one a month. And I think it's good to have something to look forward to like that for fans. I think that yeah. is pretty cool. And if you buy all the songs as they come out, you don't need to buy the CD. Or if you want the CD, fine. Yeah. I bought the CD when it came out after the fact. <laughs> right. Um, I had only heard the songs kind of here and there. but well, I, I, still, I know we've mentioned it millions of times, but I still like the physical copy. I do, I too. I make sure I have that. Like when, when I was looking at the protest, the, the hero uh, like fan-funded thing. I'm like, please tell me it's album. Yes, yes, you get the CD, you get this, you get that. I'm like, all right, sweet. I don't want the digital download. I'd rather physically have it. Just oh, because, yeah. You know, I don't know if they'll screw up and they'll, you know, lose track of where their digital <laughs> copy is, you know? I mean, 
There's no record company to go through. Yeah. You'd have to go through the band themselves. It's pretty boring getting a digital copy of of the of the cover of the album, which is like, yeah. Even yeah, when that, when yeah, bands like, hey, boring. if you get the iTunes email, it's like plus digital booklet. Who cares? It's not a booklet yeah. then. No, <laughs> it's just I'll, a collection of booklet. JPEGs. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> yeah, everybody has access to the digital copy yeah, totally. of it. Like it doesn't. I mean, matter. I, I like it that bands will do that. I mean, I'm only going off the two fan-funded projects I did, which both happen to be Ginger well, Wildheart. It's just becoming popular, so No, of, of course, but I like that he put out the albums for download. He put out the first disc of Mutation, then he put out Hey Hello, I believe, and then he put out the second disc of Mutation, staggered them out. They all come out within like two months altogether. Hey Hello came out first. No, but I like that you could do, you can have the download, but you were still going to get the CD if you pledged to have the CD, but I like that you didn't have to wait until the CDs were shipped to get the digital download. Yeah, You could start is, enjoying that, the music right, right that, away. That is I good. thought that immediacy was cool, but I look forward to getting the CD. Don't get me wrong. I just hope that, that hackers don't come along and ruin that. They get the downloadable version and they send it out to everybody. You know, that would be kind of weak. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you can find already stuff all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people have already uploaded, like made stupid slideshow videos and put them on YouTube and all that, yeah. which... Whatever the people who are fans will pledge, and the people who right. aren't, who may be a casual listener or who don't like music, <laughs> may just hear it or click on a video of someone posting their Facebook feed or something. Just be yeah. like, "Oh, what is this? this is weird." But Whatever. I don't think um, he's popular enough where somebody would do that. Maybe like a, a mainstream artist. I don't know. Like YouTube's that. pretty deep and wide. I'm sure somebody. Is, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I, I'm just saying it's probably not worth it to them. You know, they're not going to be doing that to, oh, who's everybody? Maybe. Be, oh, who's Ginger? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool. Like, for instance, because the pledge campaign closed for his 555% album, which by the time it actually closed, it was close to 600%. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, he actually made it available on Bandcamp for £10. Same price as if you'd pledged and done the download. It was right. the same price to get the triple album right, as a digital download because the physical CDs weren't, were only made for pledgers. Right. That was good that he at least is still making those songs available if you want them, but the CD was only if you pledged. So I do like that, yeah. that you're keeping the stuff available. It's not like, sorry, these songs were only for people who paid the money because in the age of the internet, I mean, someone's got a torrent of it somewhere. Yeah, and so at least in a, in a situation where you have something like Bandcamp where bands get the majority of the money, mm-hmm. especially because it's digital download, there's the, the immediacy of it, the instant gratification part of it. And right. iTunes isn't taking a third of the money or whatever. Right, right. Then it's a good idea where, all right, you do want to have more of a straightforward connection with the artist. Fine, you can buy it based on their price. And fi- I mean, Jesus Christ, even to get what ended up being thirty songs for in U.S. dollars, sixteen bucks. That's amazing. That <laughs> if you don't like all the songs, fantastic. that's awesome. Fifty cents. Exactly. I'll take it. I'll take it. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Going back to everybody's album, kind of sounding the same for a while. I'd say that the kings of consistency when it comes to every album, ACDC. <laughs> yes, I yeah. think which is why I love them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, you don't love all ACDC. You only love the Bon Scott stuff. You don't love the Brian Johnson stuff. No, really? He lo- you only like back up to and Back and Black, but that's it. You don't like anything of them for the last no, 30 Razor's years. No, Razor's Edge was awesome, too. Okay, you did like Razor's Edge. All right, I forgot about that one. But still, the other like, <laughs> five albums are between. <laughs> no, but I, I did watch a, a documentary on ACDC, and they were getting, you know, when they first started, they they already released like four or five albums. And one of the, the interviews asked uh, Angus Young, he's like, oh, what do you what do you think about the criticism you guys are getting for having all four albums sound the same? He was like, well, I think that's completely wrong. All five of our albums sound the same. <laughs> 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 See, that's awesome. <laughs> At least they acknowledge it. Of course. 
but they do it so well. Like, that's, that's why. That's why I love them. Yeah, it's they, because they they acknowledge it. Now here's here's the weird thing though about not not ACDC directly, but just <laughs> recent events. I don't understand why it was such a big deal when this past fall in November, ACDC's catalog was now available on iTunes because uh, ACDC hasn't done a new album in over four years, and Black fucking Ice anybody who cares fuck Black Ice. Um, even before that, stiff upper lip wasn't that great either. But everything ACDC's done has been out forever. It's not like it's anything new. It's the same stuff. It's the same thing when the Beatles went on iTunes three years ago. It was yeah, a big deal. Be- Beatles haven't done anything new in forty years. But the, I, I think the the bigger battle, the bigger thing with the Beatles was the legal battle. Yeah, but regardless, I don't understand why it was a big deal. Like, hey, like there were advertisements everywhere. iTunes cards has the had the Beatles on them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying just the idea that oh, you can get the Beatles stuff on iTunes now. Well, anybody no. who wants the Beatles stuff, it's been out on CD which and is, every other format since which the is, 60s. Which is true, and I mean, th- this is you know, we're talking here because we have we're, we're pretty technologically advanced. We know how to get our music. All that's available that I could find in stores is Back in Black for ACDC. Like that's the only album that they sell. Like if you want to find like. Something I can't remember the name of the album with the fucking cannon on the front. For those about to rock, yeah. For those about to rock, rock, yeah. yeah. I'm like rock something, something rock balls. I don't know. Well, that's know. every <laughs> rock balls. Which, like, you can find that album on a on a remaster. They they. Re- I mean, you can yeah. find that oh, stuff. Well, I, I mean, know they. I know yeah. the. I know the remasters are available. You but were I able mean, to find them all at Walmart when Black Ice came out because it was only sold at yeah. Walmart. So the one oh, part God, of the deal yeah. was they had to carry all the CDs. I mean, or, I'm sure even Best Buy has them. Maybe not. But and like same, you can find same, at same least. with the Beatles. It was only like uh, like they keep selling number like, ones. Like number ones is like the the number one album. And then the white album you can find every now and again, but you can't find Abbey it. Road and like like yeah. Sergeant Pepper's you know Lonely Club like that. I don't know. I think yeah, you can't find the that. second album with the Beatles. You know, yeah. but you probably like only can find that on vinyl. But but I mean, they, they re released the CDs at the same time too. So the CDs were everywhere. There was and a then big they block. came out with the box set. Yeah, and the fucking the complete album's box set as but well. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that not it hasn't. It's not always been available. Like like sure, there's times when it's available, but people aren't looking um, out for they've it. They've always been in print though. I there's think, never been a point where the CDs weren't available. So I, CDs have right, existed. Right. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But easily found, not necessarily. But here's the thing. Uh, you're talking about. I think it it was available, but you're talking about a generation who's not seeking. Seek. Uh, that's, seeking this is that what that, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. There, there, that there, there's people who want it, but they don't know how to go about getting it. They don't. They're not looking right. You know, they just they just want stuff to come to them. They don't want to seek. Which is iTunes. Yeah. That's why they wanted on mm-hmm. iTunes. That's, that's, I suppose. I just why. mean as far as the promotion that went into it and all that. I just didn't think. And and likewise, I'm not comparing ACDC to the Beatles. It's a big deal to get big artists on iTunes. I mean, I think it was a big deal in as much as they were holdouts, and there's only a handful left. But yeah. I just only because the stuff has been just available in some form for soul and consistently. It's not like a band whose stuff wasn't available, like say the Wild Hearts. Same <laughs> same stuff wasn't available on CD for so Zeppelin. long. Yeah, but I mean the, the Zeppelin stuff. Yeah, it was a big deal. Led Zeppelin's now on iTunes, but well now, yeah, now in stores all you find a... is the Mothership. You know, mm-hmm. Well, because that j- cause well, no, and, and um, now Celebration Day, the concert from five years ago that just came yeah. out on, on oh, DVD as well. Okay, yes, but uh, I mean there was a billboard when I was out in California on Sunset Boulevard, ACDC entire catalog now on iTunes. 
Does it, does it does merit it, a billboard? I don't think that does. I don't think anybody is going to like see that and be like, oh, I could finally buy You Shook Me All Night Long, and that's it. I'm sure there's some people who are and okay I, with it. And but I think on the Sunset Boulevard, they're pretty up to date on music. You know, you would they th- or be. they're aware of ACDC or everybody. I mean, if you don't have Back in Black, you're an idiot if you don't own it, in my opinion. <laughs> I think a lot of people would. I agree. I th- if you're a rock music fan, there are a few albums. That's one, of the, that's one of the startup albums you listen to when you listen yeah, to rock. It's of got, course. It's that... You might listen to some Van Halen. You might listen to some Metallica. Like that's it's all like broad stuff that that brings you into other genres. I'll even know? give it to Metallica when they went to iTunes because they were hold out for a long time as well. Because when their individual albums went on iTunes, they had live tracks from that era. Like Ride the Lightning, you can get live tracks from eighty like four. From but they had actually like archive track. It wasn't like recorded last year. Here's a version of Creeping Death. It was a live version from like eighty four, eighty five, or something. So I like that they had period specific bonus tracks. Basically, yeah. that I thought was cool because it's like, oh, here's stuff from the archive that was otherwise not available. That we're going to celebrate the digital availability of the albums by putting these songs up for sale. I you're, like that because you're, you're adding something, something new, new, to, new to it. Exactly because yeah. it's like, okay, we're doing this, and here's a bunch of stuff from our vault. Right, so that, that I thought was cooler than like, hey everybody, we're giving you, gotta, you an album you already own. Yeah, probably. nothing, nothing new from the Beatles since Let It Be, but it's now available digitally. Just so you know. Yep. I don't know. I just I, I thought it was strange, and and a band like ACDC is just one of the laziest rock bands in the world. Anyway, like it was actually a big deal. I wouldn't say lazy. They are eight years in between Stiff Upper Lip and Black Ice. They were enjoying their money. It's not Boston. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Oh, Boston, yeah. Boston only put out five yeah, albums. But to be fair, they've been out since 73. Well, yeah, they have. But, I mean, it's not like they're they're not reinventing the wheel with each album. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. It's right, not but, like, you, but you're lucky to get something from ACDC. You know, I'm yeah, not expecting just, ACDC no, to put out an album every year because it's just like, oh, well, Back in Black does, but does it go, for but me. But go and, tour then. What? Like they could tour and I not mean, put out a can. new album, and everyone's gonna go. Yeah, they can, but I'm not. I'm not expecting them to because they're all, they're already in their old age. They're already in their seventies, so I'm not expecting. Yeah, you, you better make an album. <laughs> you better go on tour so I can see you. They've served, yeah, the, you know, the but, Stones still go out like every other year. They do like five, six shows, make a couple million, and go I don't, home. Yeah, I don't think but, they know any different though. They, that's I don't think ACDC does either. I mean, as much as bands say. Oh, even if we never, and you hear this a lot, and I think it's, I think it's a little obnoxious just because I don't believe it personally. Yeah. But when you hear bands say like, "Oh, we, you know, this was just our our hobby, and we were able to turn it into a career," or even if we never had a record label, we'd still be playing in a bar somewhere. I don't think so. I don't think any of these people would have gotten to forty and been like, "We're not getting a record deal, but fuck it, let's just keep doing this." No, when they're, <laughs> and when being they're, broke when they're working in the steel mill and they have no yeah, time to. Play I don't guitar. believe it. When bands say that, I never believe it. I always no. think that's that's bullshit. Oh, we'd be doing it anyway. No, you're doing it because you can guarantee a sellout of Madison Square Garden. Man. Why the fuck when did you I play say that? Steel Mill? Are those even still around? I mean, well, <laughs> a, a lot of bands in England worked in steel mills and yeah. stuff back in the day, factory towns in yes. England back in like the 70s and 80s. So <laughs> that makes sense. That's where the term metal came from. Well, that's what, how Rob Halford says it. British Steel yeah. was because they used to rehearse Factor. outside of a steel factory or what have you. I forget. That somehow influenced, he said, the sound, the loudness, or the intensity of British Steel. Which I don't think is as intense now compared to. It's kind of what vengeance. I think about when I listen to metal, like like metal being sharpened and cut, and you know, just like there's an aggression there. There's an aggression, yeah, yeah, and the, in the way that metal is is strong and doesn't bend, yeah, and exactly. all that. That's Opeth is. <laughs> they played they played one of those in their fucking songs. They went to the steel mill and just had it in the background. Did they? <laughs> no, Andrew, can you verify that? Probably fucking around. <laughs> it's probably in Heritage somewhere. Yeah, it's got a sample. Be. You don't like Heritage. Wow! I didn't like the album at all. I haven't listened to it all the way through. It's not 
metal. Well, well, no, actually, no, it isn't metal. I know it's not metal. Um, It's it's very polarizing. Doesn't that make it very metal? That is not metal? In a way. You would think (laughs) so. You would think so. (laughs) It's... I think they were influenced too much by Steve Wilson, the um, Porcupine Tree. I love... I love Porcupine Tree. I love then Steve you'll Wilson. probably then you'll probably like Heritage. I just listened to Insurgents, and Insurgents is amazing. The, it's, you, it's so you might like it. It's it's not dreamy because he's still kind of like it, it's spooky kind of. Like yeah, see, I don't. I can't, I can't get into. I can't that. think of the the right term. The <laughs> right term. Comical. <laughs> you think it's comical? Yeah, it's just <laughs> spooky. <laughs> it's not ghosts. It's not Jesus. a ghost. Right, right, right. It's not. It. I don't know. So I don't, the I don't know. The, a little uh, morbid. <laughs> it morbid. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, but every, macabre. Every time, you know, every just, time I macabre. just hear stuff like that, it's just I, I think of I think of a bunch of people in a graveyard being. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Goths>. Kind of. <laughs> kind Goths. of. Why do you think stuff about that? I don't. I don't understand. I, just, I don't understand. I don't get it. But the music sounds cool. I like. Yeah. I like how he plays like his guitar. I think. I just. I just don't get it. Really? I think it's. it's, yeah. it's I think too, it's just more of a like a. You think it's more know. moody? It's a theme for a cult. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It just sounds so ridiculous. See, I, don't know. I. I only can't get into stuff like, like that when it comes to metal because that's too like moody. Like yeah, I like very I, I prefer metal that's like upbeat. I'll listen to Hammerfall and Running Wild all day long. Well, of course, <laughs> because I like it to be up tempo and ha- have a certain energy. I don't know, the kind of, and to a, I mean to a degree, I'd even I'd even say Opeth is kind of similar in that there's a certain melancholy. there's a melancholy to it that doesn't yeah. do as much for me as the energy. Like I'd rather listen to Heating the Call, this big anthem I'm not, from Hammerfall. I'm than, not saying I'd see it in concert, but I mean, there's there's moments where it's like I like to be like calm and the, 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 the music <laughs> in <fit>. a casket, <laughs> <laughs> your arms folded <laughs> Take until a nap. the <laughs> until the night comes. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> and then go crazy on Halloween. <laughs> Is that how you look at the metal fans? <laughs> or just moody metal yeah. fans like that? Yeah. Is that what you think of? Just yeah. listen to upbeat rock. That's all we need. <laughs> just upbeat rock. Clap your hands. A little pentatonic in there. <laughs> <laughs> some blues chords once maybe in a while. Some, good. Maybe a story about a boy named Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves his punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> We're down in New Orleans. <laughs> Back in the Evergreens. <laughs> Played a guitar like he was ringing a bell, <laughs> and then he's you in a casket. Heard of this guy? <laughs> then he's in a casket. Oh, and then he ends up in a casket. <laughs> in a porcupine tree. Johnny be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny be suicidal. Nice. Too much Opeth. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't. I'm not into it. Nice. Yeah, it's understandable. I'm. I was never into it. It's just certain songs. Certain moods. Ha- yeah. They, if you're in a certain mood, it suits you. It, it just. It, yeah. I. And that's 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 another thing with bands that I've I've we've, this is another theme that we've been recurring on, but uh, where you don't get into them immediately because you're not in the mood for that music, like you just oh yeah you can't yeah. listen to it. oh absolutely it's not it's not the right time maybe maybe we'll meet up later and we'll we, we'll be together and we'll be happy forever, <laughs> but not right now. <laughs> you know this is not a marriage between your band and my ears at this time. I'm gonna date speaking, around a little. Speaking right. of uh, marriage between bands and ears. I know we were talking about this before. The uh, boutique earphones. Yeah, that's become such a big deal. Every brand now has three hundred. But it, it, I'm sure they always have. I'm sure Sony's always had three hundred dollars headphones. Bose, Bose. certainly. Uh, yeah. But motor every headphones. store you go, yeah, motor headphones are out now. What? <laughs> yeah, motor. Yeah. Headphones. What are you surprised? Are you is this a thing? Is this like really good stuff, or is this? Just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's. 
I have it's no idea. A, I don't really. I just know. know I'm just aware of him. Gotcha. I saw an article about it. I think but Dr. I was like, Dre had. Some, uh, yeah, Dr. Dre has the Beats. There. I mean, there have always Which, been headphones like professional headphones, like Sennheiser makes them, and, and Bose and all that, like mm. studio monitor headphones, and we use semi isolation headphones when we do the show just for for monitoring purposes for make sure the sound is good and all that but right. as far as now there's this boutique headphone market that just wasn't there i'm gonna say even five years ago no definitely not. now that since ipods and, and having your music portable be, is it, so big it used to be like when ipods first came out when even with uh walkmans and, and discmans you wanted the earbuds or something small so your teacher didn't see that you weren't paying attention to them in class yeah <laughs> yeah you want something discreet now yeah. everybody looks like a fucking uh air traffic controller yeah, yeah. Like, weird. <laughs> isn't it weird like the, the yeah. way they've popped and they're up. huge it's not like you know nice iso headphones that like just cover just your ear because you had those type of headphones in the 80s yes and then they went out of style in the 90s and then you know in the 2000s you had the little the ones that flow backwards yeah. or the earbuds yeah and then all of a sudden they're popular they're fucking just, and they're huge they're, yeah, fuck, they're like huge. they're half your head like why would why would i wouldn't want to be seen in we just walk corner. around wearing yeah, those no. would you wear them to the gym probably no. not i see a lot of people doing it and i see a lot on athletes too it's just weird really though. you'll see athletes like working out like listening to like the, you the, it's a beats beats are really like highly found. i'm sure i mean yeah, yeah and they're highly you expensive get what, you, what you, you get, get what you pay for you when get it comes earbuds to the beats earbuds are like a hundred dollars yeah, but yeah, that's that's not true. you know, I don't think you are getting what you paid for. You're, I, I think don't. you're paying for a brand. Uh, Beats, like, to, to I'll, a g- I'll, g- I'll give you an example. Like, the studio headsets are like 300 bucks, and I listen to the Bose, like, uh, over the ears, which are like 150 bucks. They're much better. They have the better, well, I, I, I'll i clarify, they have much better acoustics. So if you're listening to, like, a rock album, you want to hear the guitar in it, I got it sounds you. much the better. The sound is better Beats, through those. Beats is entirely Beats. made for hip hop and rap. Yeah. Well, you know what it and is. Step, whatever I think, the fuck yeah, because now to everybody wants to be a fucking DJ. I think that's why. Oh my god, the giant headphones are so yeah. big. Everybody wants to be Skrillex. And- I, th- I think you hit something there because <laughs> I am seeing that a lot more on YouTube. People have channels where they have what are they called? Sound pads or something like that, where you where you record a sound to like a button and you're starting soundboard. Soundboard. It's not really a soundboard. No? It's like a little. It's like a little square thing, like a sample, side- like a sample box. Yeah, it, yeah. It's and and they just hit buttons and like it, it's goes just, it, it looks like a Simon where it's oh, like yeah, square yeah, box yeah, yeah, then they, orange then lights they hit, on it. They hit the record button. They they play a tune and and then they put it on a loop. Yeah, and uh, then they throw in another sound. Yeah, yeah. That's becoming more and more common. Yeah, yeah. and granted it. They they do have a beat, but it's all the same. It's yeah. all the same beat. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a side effect of, of that the headphone thing. Over saturation of that, definitely. Just as far as an image thing, mm-hmm. I think that's more to do with an image thing where people want to be DJs or they see and girls. I mean, I, girls, I want to, girls want to date DJs and like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, how is that I make my own music. Yeah, you play other oh, people's man. music. Yeah, that's I mean, not a sample. Let me, yeah, let me throw, let me throw this out there real quick because this is. A movie I just saw, Pitch Perfect, because everybody was raving. Oh about. my god! They were really? raving. They were raving about how funny it was and how the music was good. The fucking main character, the girl, mm-hmm. is like like really obsessed and serious about making her music. She takes two songs, puts them together, and, and makes a little beat in between just to make. Oh, she's so like, she oh yeah, what, this what is my music. On the top forty, she's does. like, she's like, yeah. I really like making my music. And I'm like, you're not fucking making music. You're taking music and combining it. So That's you not- would you would like Henry Henry Rollins bit on on DJs? <laughs> yes. Oh, Can you gosh. summarize it for us? <laughs> Now he's gonna have to watch. Yeah, it. Okay. he's gonna have to watch to get the it. full effect. And I like well, Henry Rollins. Have no, to watch Henry, it. It's, Henry Rollins it's speaking is great. Yeah, I'll, def- I'll definitely check him. <laughs> Did out. you like Pitch yeah. Perfect? By the way, there were some songs that were okay, but as a, as, a, and, as a movie, and, and the fat girl was hilarious. Well, she's the, funny the anyway. Fat British, the fat British girl. Yeah. As a whole, no, that the main character was a bore. She was fucking. <laughs> she, I despised her. I couldn't. 
I'm like, oh, just get her out of the way. Uh, out of the way. See, our beloved Ryan Taggart loved it and actually just bought it. Hey, man, great movie. I'm like, no, it's not. I watched, oh, it's just like I, I watched no, it with Kim and neither one of us enjoyed it. We, we, we were waiting for it to end. We're like, all right, we're, we're going to watch the rest. We're going to watch the rest of this <laughs> see, movie. All, all the musical stuff is driving me batshit, too. I know. Because all the watered down, I mean, Ryan gets pissed when I use the term vanilla. But it is. like It's sterile versions of songs yep. everybody knows already. Yep. I mean, it started with... Uh, that's why I'll give it to the kind of resurgence of musicals. Pretty much came, let's say, five, six years ago with High School Musical, because that was a hit for Disney. I know. Well, it's not for us. No, it's I written know. for 12-year-old girls. I know it's not. <laughs> and Ryan. But, I mean, at least they... Yeah, <laughs> fucking had yeah, Ryan, I'll bet. And, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, but at least that had original songs. It was a story, and the songs are based on the story. Ever since Glee, everything is just singing competitions. Everybody's doing songs in these awful versions of acapella's making a comeback. That was that, that's weird. I think that's a side effect too that's of weird. all this stuff. But I mean, the movies. I mean, they did a remake of Fame, which I don't think anybody went and saw. Uh, something like Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I thought it was funny because it actually made more money than Trouble with the Curve, which is a baseball movie starring Clint Eastwood and Justin Timberlake. And like a bunch of white girls singing No Diggity is more interesting to people. More <laughs> people buy tickets to that. that. Oh, dude, fuck that. <laughs> Even that, I'm like, they're doing versions of the sign and I'm thinking, okay, this, and maybe it was a gag in the movie. Like, okay, these white girls are doing these outdated tunes. Maybe they were doing it sincerely in the movie. I have no idea and I won't watch the movie, but... I will tell I, you. I, just, I will tell you. That's they, so fucking lame. They they were trying to be. I'm not going to say hipster, but they were trying to be like like young people who listen to older music from the 90s. You oh know? yeah. Well, the 90s you know? are so retro now. And they just <laughs> and it just it just didn't it didn't sell me. No, I'm no, just I saw no. through the facade. I'm like, no, you guys are just. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, maybe a bunch of white girls singing Ace of Base, fine. A bunch of white girls singing No Diggity. They sang Ace of Base three times in that fucking movie. Oh, shoot me in the head. It was so <laughs> stupid. Oh my good god. Oh, this yeah. just this rash. Of singing shows and, 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 and everything, and, and, and the, the the rock guy, you know, the guy's cool. He of was, course, he was singing like "Carry On My Wayward Son," and he thought he was awesome singing it. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> break. <laughs> so you know what I, you know what I thought was funny. You know, it was a funny movie that kind of well poked fun specifically at American Idol was uh, American Dreams. It wasn't a big movie. It, it didn't do well, but it was Mandy Moore was in it, which I thought was funny because she was playing kind of a pop princess kind of parody, like yeah. a chick who would go on a show like that. Hugh Grant was a Simon Cowell type, and they had all these stereotypical characters who were just like every type of person on uh, and they did <laughs> on that American to be funny. Idol. Like, yeah, they, they did to be, to be like funny, that. and maybe that's why the show didn't do well because at that point, American Idol was fucking like way up there in terms of popularity. I, I thought it was hilarious because it poked fun at that whole crop of of shows and the singing Good. shows too are just off the fire i mean we it talked all about needs to be parody. a little while ago but i mean between x factor and the voice and american i don't know that i mean i i don't know why anybody watches any i think it's just the game show aspect yeah. people want us are rooting for contestant people actually spend money to obviously vote in yeah that's another thing and these people go on these shows and they claim they're they're, they're musicians <laughs> but they're willing to be judged by people who aren't musicians like Nicki Minaj? Yeah, and Simon Cowell. Exactly. <laughs> Let's be well, honest. Why no, would you care about what other people think? I can understand. Under he's a producer, like he understands what's going to sell. I well, can understand. Yeah, but he's more a businessman than anything else. Exactly. American Idol is more to do with the brand of American knows, Idol than it does knows, turning out talent. He knows talent. how to sell a voice, but the other people are just there as like support, and they're like, they're like I don't know. He's he needs okay a panel. Yeah, he needs a panel of some people. 
Yeah, but why would you care about what other people think? You're a musician. Well, dude, now that's want, one of the things. Yeah, is, that's, that's a, well, on, the, on these shows, you care because yeah. you know that. Of they care because they want to be famous. Yeah, it has nothing to do with too. wanting to make music. No, right. That's the misconception. Right. I just want to sing. Well, go fucking sing. You don't need to go on TV to sing. Yeah. <laughs> like you well, can go anyway. Even if you go do karaoke, they, they, that's fine because well, then it's, at least you're going out and you're singing. There's some people who are great singers who go to karaoke. I've seen many people who are just really good at A lot of great singers just do like weddings and stuff like that. Yeah. They don't move there, on from that. There are plenty of people who can really sing. We have a friend uh, that Jimmy and I work with named John. He sings at weddings, yep. and I've seen him sing at karaoke. He can really sing. Nothing against the people who go on that show, but they're going on there to be famous, folks. They're not going on there because they just want to sing. I mean, what are they going to get? They, they the- win a record contract, and they get to be on, I don't know, maybe a tie-in with McDonald's or Pepsi. Is that what's always sitting on the table facing the camera? Usually <laughs> the Pepsi. The judges' table. Pepsi, normally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just continue to ignore them and hope they go away. Oh, of course. That's oh, the best you can do. That's, that's it. I don't contribute to the problem because I don't watch it. No. <laughs> I don't watch any of those shows. No, just The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. That's, that's all I need. So one of our fans, uh, who we've mentioned before on the show, B, or Buon, had uh, suggested that we talk about world music more so, which I don't know if we That's can necessarily fill an hour on that. <laughs> but because we always end up talking about rock and metal, what do you guys listen to that isn't considered rock and metal? We're Americans. We don't listen to any world music. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's not true. Well, it, de- it depends. Cause, like, I American listen- vetted music. <laughs> yeah. Well, <that's laughs> I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. And it's hard to say because there's um, there's a lot of bands that have that cross genres. So, I mean, like right. even if I list like a few blues bands, they do blues rock. Like, yeah. it's still bl- rock and roll music. Dude, if it ain't ACDC, Dan's <laughs> <laughs> not listening. And they're not from America, so ha! <laughs> uh, no, what do you but guys, play American music. Pretty much. Um, what do you guys listen to, though, that isn't rock and metal? Because we always talk about rock and metal on the show. I mean, obviously, I know Dan's big into blues. Well, like, real blues, not modern stuff. I like to listen to uh, jazz fusion, actually. Like, which yeah, is, which you is, and I talk about this which here is, and there. Which is still a bit of, I wouldn't say rock, but it definitely has the boisterous like attitude without it just being just regular jazz. It's swing jazz. It has know, more of the flash of rock, I'd it, say. Exactly. Some of the flashiness. Yeah, and um, one of the bands I, I did write it down, I was going to bring this up, was uh, Hiromi. Hiromi Uhara. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard of him, Andrew. No. No. It's this, it's this girl who's like... Uh, she she's Japanese, obviously. She's Japanese and she's a prodigy on the on the piano, and she it, it's her, her the licks that she does on this thing are, are fantastic. But her band that, that she chose is actually very they're all very um, professional and they're they're all they're always like on key. It's it's amazing to listen to them. Very very strict in their timing and everything is very yep. tight and together. The, like they're session musicians kind of thing. They are session musicians. I I like the like the guitarist is, is fantastic. He's See the problem is I don't know their names because I haven't like delved into this band mm-hmm. that much. But it's probably a recent like I've been listening to them for about a year, and it's it's really u- unique type of of playing because it, it's it's the same style of I'd say the progressive music that I listen to, mm-hmm. where it's not just time signature changes; the whole tempo of the song changes. Like yeah. it's, it's not just it'll go to something. In a jazz term, like a, a thrashy jazz, I don't mean thrashes and thrash metal, but like a quick it, yes. jazz, it, all of a sudden into like a sweet melody. That's you, yeah, you're 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 actually like right on point with that because it it, it turns from from really frantic and hectic and, mm-hmm. and and it starts to build up to a climax and then it chills out and it turns into like a little ballad. And this really? is all within the span of a song. They're like six minute songs. It's not oh anything, yeah, it's not anything. All long. instrumentals. It's all instrumental. There's no lyrics at all to it. 
the the albums all are very distinguishable. Like there's there's definitely a lot of differences between them. Uh, another band that I'm really into, and actually Chris, I I, I believe you posted something like this on Facebook about this on Facebook. Um, Trombone Shorty, which I have just recently got into, and I'm yeah. in, I'm in full force right now. I believe your cousin's in the band. Yes, my cousin Pete Morano plays guitar and listens to the show. Ooh, very good. Double so, whammy. How's it going, Pete? <laughs> if you're listening, uh, yeah, man, Trombo Shorty and Orleans Avenue. Yeah, from New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know, wow. man. I've been. They're, getting, they're uh, always on tour too, man. They're always, but I always miss him too. Like he's in New York when I'm in California. <laughs> he's in California when I'm here. It's so funny. I've never seen him live, and I haven't seen my cousin in years. Oh, and I would man. love. I mean, frankly, I'd love to just have him on the show anyway. Just talk about touring life and all that because he's literally just a working musician. Trombo Shorty's always fucking on tour. They're always somewhere. Playing some festival. I mean, they played some festival with Jeff Beck, and they all got to meet Jeff Beck and that, stuff like that. Awesome. I mean, they, they're always playing somewhere. <laughs> so that's something that, frankly, I wish I was doing in my 20s, being on tour all the time, because I believe he's two years younger than me. Yeah, that's a really, really good band, man. I mean, they're starting to get some attention. They were on Craig Ferguson. They were on David Letterman. I'm pretty sure I caught them, them on TV Conan O'Brien. I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm pretty sure that's where I caught them. I believe and it. And I had just listened to like one of the one of the singles, like Buck Jump or something like that. And I was just like, oh, man, this is great. I'm on a kick now for this <laughs> New Orleans jazz. It's fantastic stuff. Yeah, man, there's a lot of good stuff. That I mean, uh, some people say, like, oh, music. I mean, I'm someone like Bono. It's like, music was born in New Orleans. It's like, okay, to a degree. <laughs> yeah, it went in a direction from Certain there. Certain kind of music, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah there's a lot, of, a lot of people were saying... That during uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, like if they're in New Orleans, why do they get a New Orleans band like Trombone? I was Shorty? the one that posted that. Yeah, I put that uh, up but there, there were a few people who I saw. Okay. I saw a few people post that on Facebook. Like, why do they get a band like Trombone Shorty? And I'm, I'm like, like, why did they yeah, get Beyonce? The they? they have tons of like awesome music because down there. Beyonce culture... has to be everywhere all the time. That's why oh, that's between boring. her and Jay Z, they always need to be in your face. I think mm. the best thing that came out of that was all these bad pictures that are online about her <laughs> and her her publicist is trying to say they he wants them removed from the internet you can't remove shit what from bad, the internet what bad pictures what are you talking about beyonce like there's there's she certain, made this face she while made, she was dancing and they warped her body to make her look like the hulk she oh, looks yeah. like a hulk she looks like a she hulk <laughs> well that happens to everybody come on have you exactly. heard of tabloids yeah, that's exactly what they do. They take the a worst picture of everybody. there at the right time. Of and course. And now they can just do it with screen captures. It, it, that's all it from is. From a video, exactly. And now everybody has it saved to their computer. You can't, that, that, that picture <laughs> is saved by everybody. Yeah, it's, it's never going to go away. No. Unfortunately, that's that's the side effect of the world we live it's in. fame. <laughs> with technology. You have to own well, up fame, to it. Well, fame, but everybody has lousy pictures of themselves. Everybody. You everybody have takes to own a bad up to picture. it. Just, just you everybody own up to it, nobody's going to make a big deal out of it. But if you say, oh, we got to take them down, <laughs> you're going to get ridiculed yeah, like crazy. It's, yeah, you're just going to have people spitefully recycling the photo and making sure it's there all and the time. And I'll be one of them. Dan, blues, any particular favor for anything else? I, mean, I know you listen to some older stuff, obviously. Um, Blues, more so, some uh, Western swing, I guess. But really? I Western know, swing. I only know one artist, Tex Williams. Oh, okay. Um, it's It's more swing and country put together. Really? That yeah. sounds cool, actually. Um... Is it modern? Is it decade old? How? It's forties. It's 1940s. old forties. Okay. A lot of the old country stuff. I wouldn't say backwoods country. Backwoods country to me is bluegrass, but uh, okay, I can see. I, what you think that. I do like bluegrass to yeah. an extent. I like, I like Hacy Dixie. <laughs> Veronica is into the the original country and very bluegrassy stuff. I, I like what I think. Bring. I don't mind bluegrass. It's just. I like when they bring the banjo. It's incredibly to it. country. It's, it's awesome. It, it just is, sounds yeah. the same. 
I mean, a lot of it does. Well, people say the same thing about blues music, too. Yeah. <laughs> blues I think music. people say that about every mu- type of music, well, no matter yeah, what it is. Well, you could generalize about all of them, yeah, of course. Yeah. You love Wu-Tang. Yeah. You and Andrew are fucking getting down. I tried to take a video of it in, <laughs> in Andrew's apartment. This is on my cell phone. People have a misconception of hip-hop. Because the way it's portrayed in the mainstream, because media. there's some, because there's, there's bad all the awful that's in stuff in the mainstream media. But you know, hip hop has a lot of talent. I mean, and I showed you a video of Soul Con. Oh yeah, one of the current. Oh, I, I made Andrew watch one of those too. Actually, what is it? In a rap Soul, Soul Con. Oh too. yeah, you saw it too. Oh, what was that guy's name? Soul Con. He just said Soul it. Like oh, 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 I thought that. Was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Re- refresh my memory. Um, we were bo- watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it now was a I late do. night. Yeah, I don't all right. Remember what kind of night it was? But we were doing something. I don't know. I don't know. Something fishy. Probably sportscast. No, or but listen. I actually just um, that. It's good that you're bringing up hip hop because I, I I was a huge fan of Outkast. That was one of my favorite bands. Really. And I just recently re-listened to Bombs Over Baghdad. <laughs> Dude, the beat and it's th- sick. The rhyming on that is just yeah. so superb. I mean, it's just. Oh man, it's not my usual. It's not what I usually listen to. But <laughs> yeah, but every once in a while, you you might come across indulging. Oh, I, yeah, I do. Indulgent. I do a few songs on my iPod, mostly '90s rap stuff like Onyx and Lords yeah. of the yeah. Underground. And, <laughs> okay, obviously all I have right. the '80s stuff like the Fat Big Boys pun. and Run DMC. Big, Big pun. <laughs> Dan has all the notorious Big stuff, don't you, Dan? <laughs> you get nothing wrong with that. The man, have, can, yeah. the man can rhyme. Have you heard Dan's Biggie impression? No. Speaking of superb, no. This needs to be on this show. I'll tell you what. Do well, just do subterranean, post subterranean, whatever blues. What's that Bob Dylan what show song? Did I do that on? You didn't do it on the show. Yeah, you you did just kind of did it. You did that. When we were out out to, out to dinner with Ryan. Oh, I was like, do uh, uh, you did do it on Dancast too? You did an impression. But was it some uh, subterranean homesick blues? Are you familiar do that with as that song? Biggie. You know the song. Johnny's in the basement mixing up the medicine. Now I'm on the pavement. Think about the government. It's a Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan song. song. Oh shit! No, I I didn't hear that. That sounds amazing. You've heard the song, right? Well, cause that, cause I the, know the song, yeah, but I, the, I didn't hear Biggie do it. The, well, no, he hasn't. Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got me all excited. Somebody you know, pull his hair. Is it a Dylan song? <laughs> you wouldn't know what the no, fuck no, no, happened. No, 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 because, no, Dan does an impression of it. <laughs> oh, you And sh- I think... I, <laughs> I was like, this exists? I because... <laughs> You guys are killing my ears. <laughs> I know, dude. Jesus Christ, Dan. No, no, no. The the rhyming and everything in <laughs> Subterranean Homesick Blues, just it, it kind of can work like a rap song because Dan does such a great Biggie impression. One night, he and I were out to dinner with Ryan. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in Chili's, and I was like, why don't you do, try doing Subterranean Homesick Blues as Biggie? And it was the funniest thing. Yeah. I'm going to do the really cheesy show host thing and be like, what if Notorious B.I.G. did Bob Dylan? <laughs> it might sound something like this. Johnny's in the basement, makes some ultra medicine. I'm on the pavement, mixing with the government. The man in the trench coat, bitch, I've laid off. What the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You gotta have the deep breaths in. That was solid, <laughs> man. Oh. We yeah. need yes. the wheezing. We need an album. Uh, we need to make an album right now. <laughs> Speaking of singles. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of digital singles. Dude. Right there. That Subterranean. Was, that was awesome. Blues. Notorious above that. D-A-N. Um, non-rock or metal I listen to. I do like a lot of blues stuff, which I got into probably when I was like 16. Oddly, I was into that around the same time I got into progressive rock. Bands like Dream Theater and all that, because I was also listening to a lot of Clapton around the same time. So I went back and cool. started listening to all the original you were listening to a lot of different stuff all at once. I've gone. I go Type through. Prog- I go. I go. I, 
I Here go, we go again. I go through progressions. Like I can't listen to a whole bunch of different bands at the same well, time. Well, I do. There, there are years of my life I can associate with different bands. I mean, I'll get back to the stuff that's not rock in a second, but different years of my life, I definitely had more of an emphasis on certain bands up until right after high school. Like, eighth grade was all about Van Halen. I was way into yeah. Van Halen, which obviously pretty much only the, the Sammy Hagar era of Van Halen. Freshman year of high school was all about Aerosmith for me. Sophomore year of high school was all about Def Leppard. Junior year of high school was mostly Iron Maiden. Okay. That was when I first got into them. Yeah. And senior year was mostly Ramones and subsequent pop punk because Dan and I were spending a lot of time together. Yeah, Queers and Screeching Weasel, Huntington's, a bunch of those bands. The year after high school was all Cheap Trick. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, of course. Well, because we saw them and then I got way into them. We saw them in May 2001 and I was just. You're hooked. I was absolutely. for life. I got everything of theirs. And some of the CDs I had to buy on eBay because they were out of print at the time. And I just fuck it. I bought them. That was an amazing show. I only did a couple of songs. I love those moments in like your music loving history where you're just like fan for life. I can't. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That click, it clicks, and you're just right. like, I'm gonna love everything that they come. That's out why. With. That's why I feel lucky that I've gotten into the bands that I've gotten into because they, they've already had kind of a pretty strong catalog of stuff before I got into them. Right, right. With the exception, probably like Def Leppard, maybe had five albums by the time I got really that's super still into them. A lot, by the time man. I was a, a lot of bands break up oh, after yeah. three. So like, like <laughs> no, you're right. Five albums. You're you right. Know? But compared to like, let's say Iron Maiden, who at that point had done. I mean, gee, well, at that point, Bruce Dickinson was out of the band when I got into them, but they'd already done ten albums or so. And some of the other stuff I was into, just uh, bands had more of a, a catalog. Or maybe not Dream Theater. I think Dream Theater only had three CDs when I got into them. Yes, because I got into them during Falling Into Infinity. It was after that came out. But a lot of bands, when you go back to these older bands, like, say, Cheap Trick, they have tons of albums because at that point they've been around for 25 years. Yeah. So it was awesome that I was able to go back and just binge on artists. So that's why certain years... And the next one after that probably would have been Oasis. 2004 was when I got really into Oasis. That's the next year I can kind of tie to... A certain band, 2005 to 2006, was all Isn't wild hearts weird? for me. Like, you just don't. You a band just doesn't click with you, and then eventually you're just like, all right, I'll, I'll finally listen to some of their music. And, well, that's uh, actually and like you're saying, you binge. You're like, all right, I've gone through three albums already. I got three more to go. You that's know? actually a good segue I've been through all of it. <laughs> Super suckers. That's, that's a segue into something that I actually did want to talk to you guys about because back a few weeks ago now, uh, Ryan and I actually did a, a half cast about when we went and saw the Gin Blossoms back in January. Yeah. And that's one of those bands who I liked some of the singles at the time, but I didn't get really into them and buy the albums and kind of revisit the band until years later. Like, let's say within the last 10 years, I've done that with a few bands, Gin Blossoms, Collective Soul, a couple of bands from the 90s who I've kind of gone back and listened to, even Oasis. I mean, yeah. I wasn't really into them when they came out, but then 2004, I was hooked right i only right. really knew four songs when they when uh they came out between the first two albums and i didn't know anything after that but then i got way into them and now they're obviously one of my favorite bands is there anything you guys have kind of weren't really into at the time or a casual listener of and then have kind of revisited and been like oh this band's actually really really good um the only band that comes probably close to that and i rarely re- listen to them is smashing pumpkins really but that's probably the only band because they were they were on the radio. And That's probably yeah, and you they kinda, were on the radio, and you kind of wanted to avoid it. You're like, you know, what? I don't like the singles. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Li- I'm not gonna give them a chance. But like, I think a, only a couple years back, I bought their albums, uh, Siamese Twins. Oh, uh, Siamese Dream. Yeah, yeah, Siamese Dream and um, Melancholy and the Infinite and the Sadness. Sadness. And yeah. actually, di- you know, I dug those albums. I thought they were really good. But it's it's not my favorite, but. That's but it's something band. you did go back to and yeah. say, like, I should check these out because I yeah. did like them when I was younger. Okay, that's oh, that's cranberries cool. too. 
Oh, I, fu- I love the Cranberries. I, I definitely got more into them that later z- on. That zombie as well. song, man. Dude, their, their second <laughs> album was fucking great. Zombie. That's. That should go down as one of the classic albums in the '90s. Their second album, so so good. See, I think I've I think I've always not liked bands that have had like weird vocals. Like that's always really turned me off of bands. And yet, some of my favorite bands I've come back to. It took me repeated listens, but Primus is probably the number one band that comes to my yeah. mind because my friends would play it, and they were always into the alternative I saw type, them type, type stuff music. No, I remember that was senior year of high school. I remember that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. You saw that was Hunka yeah. Bunka Ballroom, yeah. which is now Starland it's Ballroom. It's not enough for me to buy their albums, but that show blew me away when they played. Uh, something about Les Claypool. They like, played with P.O.D. What? Oh. Yeah. Why? Ugh. Why yeah. would that? Why would that be a mess? It was a weird combination. But yeah, totally. Nobody. <laughs> Who the hell thought that was going to work? Nobody together. cared about P.O.D. It was no, all about Primus. for good goddamn reason. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, Les Claypool, like, I don't know, it, it, his music is just great. It's cartoony, but it's still, like, very... Cartoony's a good very, adjective. Very, in, very involved. Like, <laughs> South Park, and, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and Robot Chicken. Like, yeah. he did he did yeah. the themes to both shows, and they're, they're both catchy as and hell. And he's, he's another one. He's got a million side bands, because he's got yeah. Oysterhead, oh. and he's got... I don't, I don't, right. I don't even want to really get started on it, because there's just so much, like, diversity in his bands that, that I still love. Like, um, Les Claypool and... Colonel Bernie's fried bucket of burning brains, fried yeah, something like that, and it, it's all very, it, it's all very like um, it's him, Pink, uh, Pink chicken, Floyd uh, type music. Like it's definitely got the space rock. It's like space rock, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's it just weaves in and out of like like these long him Buckethead, um, Buckethead's an awesome guitarist. Well, he, that's what it is in fried bucket of burning brain. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, try saying keep, that three times when you're tri- tripping over the name of the band, but it's it's him, Buckethead. <laughs> Mission um, accomplished for him then. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Bernie is is the keyboardist. Yes, yeah. Um, and I can't remember. I think there's a, a violinist in there too. I can't remember her name. Colonel Claypool, Claypool's bucket of Bernie brains. There <laughs> we go. Yeah. Rancid was another one where it has kind of a weird lead singer. Like I, I didn't really get into it at first. Two. They, I know they have two singers, but. Yeah, the first one it talks. It talks. He, that's a little too Tim deep. Armstrong but Tim Lawrence Armstrong, Tim Armstrong, Fredrickson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he actually, Tim Armstrong actually came out with like a reggae like type album. I sing, yeah, I didn't like that album at all. It's just far fetched for me. Lars Fredrickson, his solo albums were really good. They're very Lars and the punk. Bastards. Yeah, yeah. oh, I yeah, didn't that hear was that good one. Stuff. Good Lars rock and roll punk. It was just amazing. See, but that's the type of punk I listened to. It was more. Legendary bands like bands that are so well known throughout the whole community. Oh yeah, well yeah. that's where like, you take a bass player like Lemmy. See, this is where Andrew wakes up again. <laughs> <laughs> Who obviously, I mean, bass is so prominent. I mean, it has to be in a trio. Whether right. we're talking about yeah. Rush or even uh, Jimi Hendrix's band, obviously, he always had great bass players. And mm-hmm. Motorhead certainly, where bass is prominent. And even though it's distorted, it still jumps out just as much as the guitar does. <laughs> Even Muse, yeah. Muse has a Muse. Has I, I agree with that. Bass. Yeah, and yeah. same thing. It's a trio, so you yeah. kind of need to fill out the the band even more because the sound has all that noise has to be made by three people. Yeah, so exactly. You, you need to really kind of carve your own sound. You got to make sure you're a master framework. of your instrument. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Now I do like trios actually. There's another like progressive type band that I listen to called Cynic. And I've I, heard I've heard of Cynic. I never heard there's music, but I've that heard was Cynic. that was a big band I couldn't get into at first because it's it's very much I don't it's hard to, hard to describe. It's like he's got like kind of a higher voice, but it's not too high like falsetto or anything like mm-hmm. that. 
And the music is definitely more along the lines of, um, I don't know, long played out notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not fast metal that I'm used to, but but the stuff gets really progressive and it gets like really like I don't know if you use the term like enlightening or something like that. It gets it just gets bigger and more profound. Grandiose. Yeah, grandiose. There you go. That's a good word. That's a good word for it. The most uh, out there progressive stuff I listen to is Between the Buried and Me. Yes. Yeah, I actually like them a lot. Oh the, man, the last two albums they just came out with the Parallax. The, par- the the Parallax I listened to a little bit, but it was the one right before that. Color? Not not no, colors. No, it was after colors. colors. Not colors on Alaska. That's what it was. But there was uh, with there, obfuscation on it. Yeah, that 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 album. And there was one song. You know, look it up. I hate names like that. What's Between that? the Buried and Me, Bullet for My Valentine. <laughs> fucking right. No, Those are two different fucking bands. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's a stupid name. This, is, this isn't a band that takes oh, their name seriously. These guys are man. fun guys, doesn't actually. Matter. doesn't it's matter. awful. Where's the band? I think, didn't they tour the with The Great Theater? Misdirect. They might have, yes. Yeah, I The Great Misdirection, yes. Disease, Injury, and Madness. Now, this song starts off thrashy, and it's very scream- like screaming names are they right? But the song, the song, the song gets into a nice instrumental, and then there's a fucking breakdown, like five minutes in the song, and it starts off with a horse whinny. Yes, it just goes, and then it just goes, and it just starts going into this amazing like breakdown. In the parallax, there's a song where it just awful names. No, absolutely, that's why I love it. Awful names. I don't care. Come up with good names like bad brain. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> bad religion. Black flag. Black flag. <laughs> no, bad religion. Meanwhile, you're you're upset about names like Screeching Weasel. <laughs> How the fuck? Screeching Weasel. The queers. Yeah, that's a name. <laughs> Those are names. The New York Dolls. The Circle Jerks. New York Dolls is a great name. Circle yeah. Jerks. That's a good name. Not Absolutely. Some, not some over dramatic emotional. Yeah, not something. That, not a name. sentence. Don't call your band a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call my band a sentence now. A sentence. <laughs> Fucker. That fucking <laughs> band. <laughs> that fucking band. We're going to go see that fucking band tonight. TFB. <laughs> TFB. <laughs> Jinx. Well, you got to add oh, funeral to it. And yeah, yes. funeral. Sorrow. Upside down ca- uh, giant candelabras. <laughs> No, even better. I, this, I'm sorry. I keep taking the mic here. No, 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 no. This is, this is just funny. There's this one band that, that uh, I looked up that was based off of another uh, progressive band I was listening to called Frost, and then it has an asterisk after it. So that is the hardest band to fucking look up, like on your phone. Frost, like that. asterisk. Frost with an asterisk right after it. That's the name of the band. Whatever happened to bands like Bad Brains? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're still Queers. around. I'm with around. Dan. I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you don't need. No, you don't I'm need... not going to shut up. Those are awful, awful names. That's a password for your bank account. Where you need a character <laughs> playing that's... awful, awful music. That's a letter. That's a that's a password to log on to something. Frost asterisk. Yeah. Give me a motherfucking break. I can't even say the word right because I'm. It annoys me. The band's not bad, but it's whatever. It, it's just They're some some of, some of these bands try to reach out with just <laughs> a name. <laughs> I'm with you, Jimmy. I, I mean, the name is the first thing you what hear kind when of you experience think. Experience in life have they been through? Where they said, "You know what? Yeah, were they born in a casket?" <laughs> <laughs> they, had to, they had to dig themselves out of a grave. That's. <laughs> yeah, my mother died. During childbirth, they buried me with her, and then oh I crawled my, my way no, that's out. Death meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> that's people, death people, people who come here from Africa, 
you know, with kids carrying bazookas, dodging bullets. <laughs> We're the happiest going? people in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm free. <laughs> I don't have an RPG on my some, shoulder. Some a-hole who grew up in the most spoiled country in the world. In the suburbs. Yeah. In White the whitest part. talking about. Who <laughs> <laughs> sounds like freaking Paul from, you know, the sidekick for The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bearer. <laughs> His face was magical. I love the jiggling neck. The turtle and turtle. This is awful. <laughs> These people are awful. Like, I can get bands like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but I can get punk bands like Bad Brains and... And bad, religion and and bad religion and stuff like that. Because There's, they play upbeat music. And we they talked have about this something last time. to say behind it. Yeah. <laughs> and they grew up shitty, and they still end up making upbeat music. I mean, this is worse than emo. I mean, it's just, it's just awful. This is why you hate metal. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is, is just the names. Thrash, thrash, I can understand. Well, yes. But like modern bands yeah. with asterisks Deathcore. in their name. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and those are the bands that As I, st- I, lay I, st- dying. I stay clear of. As I like dying, yeah, it's yeah. another one of those fucking stupid names. Christian. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's weird, some of these Christian bands that are screaming and stuff like that. That's not... Yeah, what, what they have to be s- to scream about? I don't know. Jesus. They're what screaming they, about yeah. Jesus. You will love him! You will love him! <laughs> well, come on, there are some angry Christians. There are, but... the, actually, on... I mean, that's, that's just a oxymoron, angry Christians. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of Honestly, I don't know. into the mic. <laughs> That was thing, it's a um, punk band, Angry Christian. Like, uh, like tooth that, and, that, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Tooth and Nail Records. I'm gonna make the band Paul Bearer though, That's which wasn't, <laughs> which was a um, a Christian had Christian bands on the label, but like the Huntingtons were on there, but they didn't do any songs about God necessarily. Nah. But nah. they had some metal bands on Tooth and Nail, didn't they? Yeah, they did. A few like Living, wow. living Sacrifice was one of. Them. Give me a fucking. Oh, That's an God. oxymoron right yeah. there. It's just, I don't get it. I don't. I just don't get it. We went to one of those shows too yeah. with a bunch of those bands. They're like, wow. Went to Zayo. He came into my life. Good <laughs> God, that would annoy the shit out of me. Oh, and uh, it does. Oxymoron. Oxymoron, indeed. Um, do you guys have any guilty pleasures? Like as far as music stuff that. All right, I you guess, don't I, want won't, I, guess I won't cut out one of the. I know bands. you do. What me? Spice Girls. No, <laughs> I saw that Spice Girls. You want to sticker sticker guy? <laughs> I had a. Sp- I had the Spice Girls CD when I was like fifteen. I bought it because you thought they were hot. Have it. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Spank bank. That's what I mean. Guilty pleasure. No, 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 no. I mean, Past guilty pleasure. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like stuff that y- is way out of character. Like, love you, baby spice. <laughs> I came into the room. He had a sticker. I was like, why do you have a Spice Girl sticker? And then you I'm think about 17 like, years old. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's half my life ago, almost, man. I'm talking about stuff now. Well, that was two years ago. Well, no, you left it off for two years. <laughs> No, it was not. No, two years you from when we were 17. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> uh, I was like, why do you still have it? If Okay, when did we become friends? When we were 17? 17? Okay. And when did I see this When you sticker? were 17. Exactly. Okay, so. Why, why'd you still have it? I don't know. It was years. 14 years ago. Like, every day, every day when you wake up, it's just like, oh, Spice Girls. That's it. I'm just going to leave it up there. That's exactly sure. it. 
<laughs> well, I wasn't looking for it. Apparently, you were like, what the hell is that? It didn't jump out for me the way I guess it did for you. Yeah. He looks I, for it every time Because it it's over. a guilty pleasure. No, well, not, not now. I'm saying when I was, it, when, if I bought the CD when I was like 15, that's one thing, but whatever. That was a guilty pleasure, I yeah, guess. No, I have, I have a guilty pleasure song because I hate everything else they've ever done. I, I can't explain why, but I love Dancing Queen by ABBA. Oh, it well. makes no sense whatsoever. But I fucking I love that song, and I can't tell you why. But yeah. I do like something that's super out of character. Something where it's like I I, I hate to admit it, but do, I like, do you like to sing to it? No, no. I'm just picturing no. you. I could picture you. I mean, I was out. I was I'm not gonna lie. I was very excited when Paul Gilbert did a cover of it on an acoustic live CD he put out like well, ten that years is ago. Pretty cool, actually, because <laughs> it was actually really really good. That's some strange material he covered. He he always covers some. But he's a strange man in general. No, he's not. <laughs> that's not true. He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have anything like that? That's not um, such a weird. Like I don't want. I hate uh, to admit it, but I do listen to. Yeah, you. actually, actually, one of the biggest bands, probably Maroon Five. I still really. Like them. I still. Oh. It's it's my lady loves them. It, really, it, it's probably some real. All ladies love them. I think. Ah, oh, you don't like Maroon Five? No. You sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Turning the volume. Turning the volume up on you. <laughs> and gra- granted, what made me a fan was I will be loved. Dan. Was when they're- <laughs> oh, I hate that song. She I will do- be loved. Oh my god! I-, I mean, that's the biggest single from that album, and I still hate. I hate it. I, I skip- hate all. I hate all their songs. Well, there oh, we go. I mean, anyway. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I-, I did get into them in the first album, and then I- I've listened to every other album, and I still find songs that I like. Okay, there- there's still songs that I'd I find. say that qualifies as a guilty pleasure. That's that's probably the biggest one. But then I was going to say uh, Joss Stone. That's another. She's, she can sing though. She's a soul. She's singer. not like a total like pop artist. It's not like saying I really like. She started Lovato. out. She started out as a, as more pop. That's how she came mm, into light. Kind of, but she's not really. I'm saying if you were to be like I, I have all the Mandy Moore CDs. That'd be I think more of a curveball than saying like Joss Stone. No, that was more my brother. He had that. He had the uh, Mariah Carey album. He had. <laughs> I mean, granted, he I, had he had oh uh, what was it um, Mbop. Oh, Hanson? Hanson. He had the Hanson album. Well, how old was he? Isn't he your younger brother? Yeah, he was two years younger. Okay, so there you go. So he was like 11. But he <laughs> bought he bought those out. albums. He bought the garbage albums. I didn't. Mine was Quad City DJs. That was like the worst album that was I bought. A, yeah, yeah, you mentioned that in the last show. <laughs> yeah. You said that was terrible. Yeah. What about you, Dan? You got anything that you? It's kind of like a gray spot. Not more. Not artists, but like. Maybe like a song. Like, like a, I have one song that's not, definitely like. Weird. Well, a collection of songs from like anime. Which which would be kind of cheesy. Then well, I'm, then I'm right agree. there with yeah. you because I have a whole like section of music. Because when I'm blasting, you know, I put my iPod in my car, random shuffle, and then you know, yes. go from Motorhead to yes. like a freaking song from like, I don't know. I'm just putting this it, out there. Maybe like, for example, Dragon Ball Z. I'm just kind of like turning it down. Like, you don't want to the red light to recognize and be like, see, listen to the fucking Dragon Ball. Yeah. Exactly. After you were just thrashing out to a <laughs> punk band, yeah, yeah, that that's the best when you put your iPod on shuffle and you're just like, oh, this doesn't work. No, this, no, does, this shouldn't follow no. up this song. Yeah, it goes from no, rah, 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 to that. No, no, I have, yeah. I, I I probably have like the worst type of anime music. Like I'll have a band that's that the band the music starts out really good and then it's like a little Asian girl's voice. Like that, that, that just <laughs> yeah. They're like, <laughs> and I'm already having the volume all the way up. Like, <laughs> I have a couple of those. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. But that's, that's the. Funny. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's really no, you know, songs or. There's nobody. You there's vo- no, like, pop artist you're well, secretly. I kind of like the, the song by One Direction. Oh, Beautiful. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, I've I got think a, it's I think it's catchy. It's more. It's, it's kind of like power popish in a way. It gets stuck <sighs> in your fucking head. Yeah, I think it's a catchy song. I kind of like it. Oh, there's no doubt. That there, there's, there's a there. There is one guilty pleasure song that I know you do like. Uh-oh. You look so what by Pink. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is it? I what is like it? So what song. by Pink. Oh yeah. So he was like, I love that song. And that came yeah. out. Because I want to strangle myself. Because that's what it, you and I were working together. And I was yeah. in the electronics department. And that song would be on a loop oh, no. among like five other clips from music videos. And I was like, dude, I hate this fucking pick song. I do oh, like that I song. love it. I, think that, I love that song. You're actually. nuts. It's catchy. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying that I would qualify as like a guilty pleasure. Like, I like yeah. pink. Just based on everything else. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a. Kind of a curveball for you. about you over there, Andrew? Yeah, Andrew. I'd what like you to got? hear some guilty ones. And don't act guy. like, no, no, don't have any. Well, I don't know, because you're, you're saying like something completely out of left field. Nirvana. No. <laughs> no, he's like Nirvana. No, I mean like Billy Joel or ZZ Top, I know you like, but I wouldn't consider those out of the range of like yeah, obviously would, rock and metal. Would, those aren't guilty politicians. You wouldn't I love consider those dance music out of the range either, because you know I listen to Daft Punk. So yeah, like you, if I turn around and said, oh, yeah, Carly Rae Jemsen. No. Yes, exactly. No. There's nothing. <laughs> That's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for a song like I, that. I can't say that I... I... <sighs> Every time there's a question to admit something, Andrew, I've gone, Andrew I've gone, always like, this, this entire time you've been talking, I've been trying to think about something. And like I said, you guys know that I listen to Daft Punk or anything, and that would be the farthest away Name from... Name something but that's don't not, know. That's not something we would make fun of you for. That's something we would make Dan. fun of you for, you know? <laughs> All the. F- <laughs> Name something we don't know. Yeah. I remember going through his music. And I didn't remember old, any. I didn't remember any too weird. Like a lot of them were like, "I'm like, you listen to this," but well, it's you know not what? like it's not like pop. pop you know music. what's funny? He used to always claim because back when iTunes had ping, where you, you know, could kind of follow people, and it was oh, like, a, yeah. like a failed social networking experiment yeah, that yeah. iTunes had. You it would see actually who show all my purchases if you followed him. Yeah, you could see the purchases, and I would see shit from Skrillex and Nicki Minaj, and I'm like, "What the fuck, Andrew?" You get a, <laughs> oh, you get a very angry message yeah, from Eminem. I think I saw one from Eminem. I got a few Eminem albums. I don't know. But again, that's, that's not that I, I've heard a few I songs. Yeah, yeah, but that I don't think I don't think that's that. Odd that's either. not a guilty nah, pleasure. Or, I, I mean, so. also because he likes Wu Tang. I know Andrew obviously like. Wu-Tang. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, something like, like your wife claims the Skrillex stuff is yours and not hers. <laughs> but again, is that true? Even, even if even if that was the case, that's dance stuff. Is that true though? One of them is. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I'd call, I'd call that a big fucking guilty pleasure. All right, right fine. So yeah. I'm, I fall in that boat Come too. Come on, I, <laughs> fine. If you call that a guilty pleasure, yeah, I have Bangarang from. Skull I love Bangarang. I love that song. Ugh. Yeah, it's that. That is a weird one. Like I, I know it's one I probably shouldn't like because it's not anything like I listen to. But that song, I don't know, it sticks out. <laughs> well, we're not more, you know what it is? The Mortal Kombat album from the uh, movie. I don't think that's a really. I mean that's pleasure. that's weird. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just bad. There's, music. Di- there's difference between weird and, and guilty pleasure. I'm talking about like you you like super bass or whatever that song is from Nicki Minaj. Like that no, is actually like you no. like, a, like a song from Mesa Bass or something. But. Yeah, that's that's it. You got it's a beautiful pump sound. it up. He's got it's a beautiful life on his. Uh <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> nothing like that really. There's no CDs you tr- try and keep hidden from everybody or N- no. you have a secret folder of music. Yes, <laughs> that, like next to my porn file. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's don't, not, don't that's not secretive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have just as much music you want to keep You're hidden for everybody as you do porn. You're not telling us something, Andrew. No, I'm being honest because what? You're trying to probe me for something I'm being honest about. Like I said, there's nothing that you <laughs> nothing go on he's there. ashamed of where it's like, ah, yeah. I shouldn't admit that. I think the closest thing that I would consider guilty pleasure is Adele. 
That's no. for me. Again, I mean, yeah, she's, again, she's, it's, it's tough to say, but she's she's really like a classy singer. Yeah, she's totally she's not talented. Pop, she's not pop garbage that True. you sh- you probably yeah. shouldn't like. If that's, you said if you pick somebody like, like set, f- set fire to the rain, love it. Oh, that's yeah, my that's favorite a great off the album. Song. That's my f- that's my favorite. Oh, and then the theme from Skyfall too is uh, fucking great. Oh, yeah, that I is love really that song. really good. How about you, Dan? You like those songs that we're listing or no? Not really. They're not punk enough. No, it's not that. It's He's like the name Adele. Not into <laughs> it. <laughs> if there's a band called the Adeles, he would buy the CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it really falls apart Man, for Dan. Got the word the in front of it. The Adeles. Yeah, it needs to be plural something. <laughs> the nouns. I'm the sure, nouns. There's a band. sure there's a band called the nouns, but I'm saying that's, that's Dan's template. for yeah. That should be the name of a band. All right, so to end on a note with some more positivity, stuff we're not quite so ashamed to admit. What has you guys been listening to lately? We always kind of talk about what has happened in music before and what we liked when we were younger. What are you guys currently into right now? Come on, Dan. Dan wants you to go first. Dan's Depeche Mode. The... You're listening to Depeche Mode right now? Yeah. Speak and Spell, their first album. Really? Amazing. So have you gone back and now revisited all the old Depeche Mode stuff or just the first album pretty much? Just the first album. I'm oh, working okay. my way up. I got you. Yeah. But right now, that's let me know how that let playlist. me know how that goes because I want to get into Depeche Mode. I've like any singles that I've heard by them are you awesome. Should start with Speak and Spell, right on the first yeah, album. Yeah, their first album. Yeah, that's definitely music I can get. I usually yeah. do when I start a new band. And you start with the first them. one. I'll usually start with the first album and go from there, unless somebody recommends. Yeah, a certain album. Like oh, Iron yeah. Maiden, it was Live After Death because it was a live album with all songs from the previous. The first five albums, right? So. I do like compilation, like like just a bunch yeah, exactly. It's like it's like stuff. a crash course in in Best the of. early main days, and I was like, okay, that works. And it's a live album. I love live albums. What about you, Jimmy? What are you digging right now? Oh, uh, I've been raving about it. The new uh, Flying Colors album with uh, Mike Portnoy, Steve Morse. Wait, Morris. do they have another one? Or are you talking about the one that came out? Uh, you, I, I'm sorry, last I'm year. sorry. You're right. It was their only album. That they okay, put out no, together. I didn't know if they had maybe another one. Those guys are so prolific they, individually. I think they are. They, they may, are going to be making another one. Oh, they've been talking about it. I, they better because this whole album was. Fantastic! I, I I love that it's it's more of a it's more of catchy. It is still a, a little bit of Prague, but it's more rock. It's not metal. It's just all like great guitar work, great sing. Oh, the singing is amazing. It's like a pop singer, right? I'd say with uh, a, an amazing guitarist. What was he from Kansas and from Who, Steve Morse? Yeah, uh, I mean he has a very he, very it's eclectic a very- solo career. He played with Deep Purple, <laughs> Dixie Dregs was one of his bands. I think he did play with Kansas for a while. Kansas and Deep Purple right there just nailed it down for me. I'm yeah, like, well, I but he's an amazing things. guitarist, though. I watched one of his videos, and I couldn't even... I didn't even know what he was talking about, his guitar instructional videos. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he's, he's way out What's there. chicken picking? I yeah. can't watch this. <laughs> I just shut it off. But, uh, but of course, I found the band through Mike Portnoy. I wanted to see what he was doing since he's left Really? Dream what theater. band was he in? Dream Theater. No shit. Oh, we didn't mention them. <laughs> shit. Hey, dude, I do it Who? all the time, get into bands, because of, of what people have gone on to do or their side projects. That's I'm at, right there. And it leads you to different artists that they play with in that band, and then you learn that what their original band was. It's of a course. Gr- it's a great... It's, a it's great. an endless cycle, but learning yeah. some new bands. But yeah, Flying Colors. Flying Colors. I, I do need to check that out again. I listened to samples when it came out. I, I do, I'm going to listen to it again, because you were cool. riding I, me pretty hard about it. What I'm, about you, I'm, Andrew? Watsky. Yeah. My, my white Jewish, Jewish rapper. rapper. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Watsky. Watsky? Yeah. The Never dude heard. he was talking about earlier. Never heard of him. Cool. Yeah, I showed you the video uh, last week. That kid? That kid, yeah. Oh. Him. I well, I didn't know. You're going to have to let me see. I didn't know that was... Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, because you were you the, uh, we're talking about the Soulcon guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd probably like Watsky then. Yeah, so Dan would probably enjoy this. Yeah. I mean, he's sm- He's obviously good. He's, oh, he's, he started I mean, off, he he started off at, uh, with the Deaf Poetry Jams. Okay. So he did a lot of spoken word stuff. Right. 
and then he just evolved into hip hop. Cool. And it's re- just really good. Yeah. It, it's I nothing. I see this. It's good. And he has his stuff on, you said Bandcamp, right? I, I can't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure it's Bandcamp. Yeah. Okay. How do you spell his name? W-A-T-S-K-Y. S-K-Y. Yeah. Cool. So he's not Polish. They gotta They're have Jewish. band names like Watsky. That's what I want to listen <laughs> the to. Watskis. The Watskis. The Watskis, yeah. See? <laughs> he was in a band called the Watskis. I mean, now that Dan knows he's a white rapper, he's into it. All I've been listening lately, honestly, because I've been hanging out with Ryan and Jack quite a bit, I've just been listening to a lot of hair metal. Some stuff I listen to no. all along. I know. Stuff I've been <laughs> listening to my stretch. whole life. And then uh, some other stuff. There's a, a modern band from, I want to say, Finland. I, I believe they're from Helsinki. This band called Reckless Love, who sound so much like the average kind of '80s hair metal band, yeah. But it's yeah. It, it is still modern. They take a lot of cute, like I, honestly, Jimmy, I think you'd be into it because a lot of their stuff is very much a straight line back to the first era of Van Halen. I'd, I'd like there's to listen definitely to that. a lot of Dave Lee Roth <laughs> era Van get, Halen influence in there. I, I have been listening to a little bit more hair and power metal than. Like I, I used to listen to it, haven't listened to it in like a year and a half. Now I'm back into it. Like another another band is Ed Guy, German German right. German yeah, power I know, metal band. I know Ed Guy. Is. I'm going I'm going back to a little bit older stuff that they used to play, and and even that is amazing. So like that's now we know fun. what to give uh, Chris and Jimmy for their birthday wigs and Christmas now <laughs> hairspray and lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the guy who likes the New York Dolls first album. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I won't, yeah, one. I, one doesn't band. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> one band. I won't deny that I dressed up like that for Halloween one year, and I got you dressed in drag. Uh, uh, no, like like in a power metal. Like I had a woman's shirt on. I had the, <laughs> this is when I had when I had the long locks. Yes. I had I had a headband on and everything like that. And you I, have you have to have a photo. And of this. and it was at a college, and I definitely got hit on by a bunch of gay guys. Awesome. <laughs> I had the button down shirt the button down shirt was open I had my chest hair flowing it was I was wearing tight belt I was wearing tight bell bottom pants Dude we need a photo of this I don't think they exist that, that's a fucking lie I didn't take any pictures oh, I don't somebody know. did It was on it was on the campus of one of my friends oh, and yeah there, there's shame. Oh man that's that's a missed opportunity there to have a photo of you yeah. Dressed as like a hair metal guy. Uh, it was perfect. Was your hair long? It was perfect. Yeah, it was, yeah, he it was had long hair for ages. It was wavy. It looked like a, I looked. Uh, like, I should have been in a hair metal band. Had the waves in the front, and the rest of the hair just coming. No, he down. looked like Jesus, ginger Jesus. I didn't put yeah. makeup on though. I should have done that. Hair I should have gone eyeliner. I should have gone for the full effect, but I didn't. I mean, yeah, eyeliner was was huge with hairspray. With dudes following uh, American Idiot. <laughs> so, oh god, <laughs> you could have been mistaken for like. Bono or uh, Billy Joe? <laughs> no, there, there was a, there was a, there was this one guy who just who just came up to me and just like I fucked me. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get out of here. I did not trust you. He straight up. I oh man, you. like he's like he looked at me like yeah, <laughs> like licking oh his my, lips. Oh man, <laughs> me and my me and my buddies. I'm like, all right, hey, let's go upstairs and get some drinks. Miss, <laughs> missed opportunity. Oh, oh no, that's a shame. Oh. Damn. <laughs> Not enough drinks in me. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, some some of the, uh, I don't want to say obscure bands, but lesser known hair metal bands lately that I've been listening to, oh, along with Ryan as well, because he likes some of the stuff. It's a band like Danger Danger, who came along around the early 90s. But, yeah, so I never know had, the name. Never stood much of a chance, unfortunately. And uh, there's a band called Sleaze Bees, who's, uh, I forget where they're from. <laughs> from somewhere in, in Europe. Uh, another lesser known kind of band, and then obviously stuff like Jackal, which isn't hair metal, but it was still like rock music from the <laughs> late '80s, early '90s. So it's been fun to kind of listen to stuff that I've kind of found through listening to other artists. 
Even and, a band like Hanoi Rocks, who was more of a punk band, but kind of dressed in, in drag a bit. Um, yeah, like they're Michael in Monroe. between. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I like Michael Monroe's solo stuff as well. Yeah, you played me his solo stuff. And it was, re- really, it was really good. good. It's, it's pretty really punky good. more than anything yeah. else. But e- even their stuff is... Is really good, and supposedly they were the template for bands like Motley Crue and all that when they yeah. came out. Like they kind of set up the whole guys putting on lipstick and teasing their hair and all that. So I've really enjoyed listening to all that. Cool. And we hope you've enjoyed listening to this show. So there. And uh, yeah, some of us will be back next week. So hope you tune in again. Hope you're and, back next week. Yeah, exactly. And subscribe on iTunes. So you definitely get next week's episode right away. Yeah. Bye. And check out clips on SoundCloud. We have new clips going up all the time now from previous shows and some stuff that's exclusive that uh, it's, is going to be going up there. So It's great to get little bits from the show. Exactly. You know, sometimes, it's fun. sometimes you don't have the hour to sit through a show. So yeah, get, download get, clips, share them with some people. funny clips from the whole thing. Exactly. SoundCloud.com slash the only podcast. Check it out. Follow us on there. Do it. As Dan would say, right? All right, guys. Until next week, this is Chris. This is Fats. This is Dream Theater Jimmy. (laughs) And this is Andrew. And thank you once again for listening to a musically charged episode of The Only Podcast That Matters. Squirrel, <laughs> <laughs>